Three, two, one, boom. It's a social engineer show. Mm-hmm. Today we got Aladdin in the building. Oh, How are so, you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm cold. Yeah. Cold, yeah. I'm really cold. It's, it's, it's not great weather. I have this weird thing sometimes where like my left hand is freezing, my right hand is warm. Mm. So I don't know how to kind of balance that out. You think that's like circulation or something like that to do with? I don't know. Some. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I I don't. I I, I like I like the, I like the concept of like weird things happening to me, right? Mm. Like you, you might, some might say maybe it's because my hand is out using my phone, and my other hand is like maybe inside. Oh, maybe, maybe, but sometimes there's not even that. It's just they just so I start doing something to kind of balance out the temperatures mm. or whatever. But yeah, it's, uh, the body's a very interesting thing, man. Yeah, yeah. as a whole other thing. Man. For real. So for the audience, um, Aladdin's a video creator working on loads of different projects. So I really appreciate you taking the time because I know you're like super busy. No, I, 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 time is, a, is an asset that we all own. My, my, what I like to say is my most valuable asset. For real. So if, I want, if I want to be here, I'm going to fucking be here. Mm. Like, I hope, sorry, I don't know if you're swearing or not. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, if I want to be, I'm going to be here. Mm. I, I don't care whatever, like, it's whatever I want to do. I'd love to be, I love having conversations. I think you're a Same. great guy and I think you're, you're doing a great show. Thank so you, man. That's why I reached out to you because mm. we don't want to be on this kind of space. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming, man. Um, could you let the audience know a bit of what you got going on? Mm. Yeah. So you introduced me as a what do you say? You said a video production, video creator, video but creator. um, video yeah, so, production, yeah, so videographer. That's, that's a really, really fascinating thing. So mm. before that, one of the things I like to say is I'm not a video content producer. I'm not a videographer. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a master capturer. Okay. Which was a title actually mm. given to me. The capture thing. I was given a title Ultimate Capture from Sachin Sama, one of my, my close friends. I, ch- I decided to change it to Master Capture and said, because the definition of master to me and to a friend of mine, Bob Singer, who explained this to me, he said, the definition of, cap- of a master is someone that is always at the end of the race because they consistently paved the road for the race to continue, metaphorically, of course. Mm. What that basically means is they're never, not, they're never not learning. And when they stop learning, they look for something to learn. They look for something to become better. So the definition of master is an ever-progressing person who's always at his best because mm. he's always moving, he's always becoming better. And then the capture thing is, um, the, one of the things I like to say is we die twice. One first time we die is when our body fails us and the second time we die was, was when our names are long, no longer in people's mouths. Mm. When the memory's gone, that's where we're truly dead. So my job is to capture the moment and let it, make it last as long as possible. Mm. That's as, as long as uh, my memory card allows me to. <laughs> you know I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I've heard similar things when people talk about music. They talk mm. about people being made immortal through their music. Yeah, man. Like people who long since yeah. passed and you're still hearing their songs. And yeah, I, I like to say legacy is the fear of death. Mm. When, you're, when, you, when you're so hell-bent on creating a legacy that can last as long as possible, it's almost like you're scared of dying for the second time. Because mm. you, can't, you can't really change. I mean, as of right now, we get into the whole immortality thing uh, eventually but like in terms of right now we can't have a body last longer than 100 years max give mm. or take maybe 105 110 so what's the next best thing to stay alive as long as possible create a legacy yeah. so i like to say the legacy that people love to obtain is like almost being scared of dying because mm. it's like someone like newton might have been scared of dying or someone like einstein mm. they've been dead centuries it's not centuries um decades and we're still talking their name. So they're not even dead yet. They're still, mm. they're still alive. Until they're completely gone, they're still here. For real. What do you think about the concept of uh, legacy through children? Through like mm. having children, grandchildren? Um, <clears throat> I watched, uh, I was watching Leo's pod um, on my way here. Mm. The second one you did. And you were talking about how like how much of an influence a parent has on a child and whatnot. And he did say something really fascinating. He said that a lot of parents like to, like their children to live the life that they want to live. Mm. They want that, that children's always like, they always say this, my mini me is, is the smaller <laughs> version of myself. It's like, like how can I implement my life, my, my being, my way of life onto this little person? Mm. 
mm. and give them like a head start so they can come and do bigger and better things. And I guess that is one very, very good way of maintaining legacy. There's a lot of like um, cultures and there's a lot of families who, like I, I, I'd say like arrange a lot of arrange, arrange marriages. They're, they're, mainly not, they're not designed for love. They're not designed for happiness or whatnot. They're mm. designed for uh, maintaining the light that the, the family tree, having the surname go as long as possible. Mm. If love and happiness is there, is a byproduct, it's not the main goal. Mm. So that what do guess, you think about that dynamic? Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, I, I'm not really someone that cares about legacy. I don't think legacy has mm. been that important. I think... Okay. But you I, just said that you're, you're creating... Yeah, no, no. So, legacy so, to last. I'm legacy in terms of my name. Okay, I'm saying so. I like to create. Uh, I like to allow memories to last as long as possible, but okay. and I like to kind of share like stuff like this. I like to share messages and talk and mm. and share ways of living and ways of being. But to have it associated to my name is not really something I care about too much. Okay, that's where the, that's what I'm saying. That's where the fear of death is like. Like I said, is is we die the second time when our name is no longer in people's mouths. I don't really care if my name is still in people's mouths. What I do care is where the lessons are and what the memories are. If those are still present. Then I've done my I've done my duty. I've I've served my purpose. Mm. So I'm not really someone who really thinks I can see the value of 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 like creating a legacy and being like committed to like make sure your 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 name and your your family name lasts as long as possible. Um, I guess it is in a way like a I don't know should I say colonizers mindset in a way like you want to kind of spread your seed as far as possible so that everyone's a part mm. of your family. Everyone's like all on this one bubble. But yeah, I know it's, uh, legacy's not really something that that, that I've. I spent too much time focusing on mm. always just something that I care about much. Mm. Like I like I like the value more than the actual individual gratification I can get from it. The interesting part of that concept is that every human being is a result of someone's legacy. This, this guy right there, Jordan mm. B. Peterson, he said something very powerful. He said, "The world will not be how it is right now without you." Mm. And what that basically means to me is every single being, 7.98 billion people on this planet, every single being has a part to play in the world that we live in. Mm. And if they weren't there, the world would be completely different. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the world would be a, a whole other, like it would be unrecognizable. I'll go as far as to say that. Mm. So yeah, it's like someone that, that done something five years ago in, I don't know, in, in, in Russia may or may not have an effect on my life. We don't know. Is that that butterfly effect? We don't know what butterfly caused that earthquake, mm. but it still happened. So mm. I don't know what anyone does, but I know that whatever they do, there's a there's an equal chance of it ha- affecting me and not affecting me at the same time. Mm. So I guess yeah, again, it, that, that is another. I think I think is when we talk about legacies, we have to define the word. Mm. Like my definition of the word is like kind of having your name towards the thing mm. and having that last as long as possible. But some, one can argue that legacy is beyond a, an individual. It's a being. It's a is a, is a way of life and is that lasting as long as possible someone could say it's a bloodline yeah yeah someone could say as you said earlier um it's like ideas that you put out there you want those ideas to last mm. um someone could be instrumental in some sort of foundation or something yeah, they absolutely. create something and then it results in so for example like the Wright brothers created the yeah. first airplanes and no matter how many different types of airplanes are ever made Without they're them. always going to be yeah. I think that's, that's my favorite type of legacy. Someone like, for example, Einstein. Mm. Einstein has created many, or discovered, should I say, discovered or created, we, we, we don't know the, the real truth, should I say, but mm. he's someone that's kind of created and discovered a lot of laws of the universe and a lot of laws of like that, that we, to, to this day, still follow. And his version of legacy is he just ha- exposes something. He just puts something out there, mm. like a law or a, a way of thinking. And it's the current scientists that live on after him Neil deGrasse Tyson's, your Brian Cox's, your, I don't know, give me another scientist, I don't know, anyone, any scientist, mm. they will just kind of take it and they get, they have the luxury of a different perspective. 
So now they see what he sees and they learn what he's learning. But it's like, cool. Like rule number one of science is everything's theoretical until it's proven. I'm saying everything's theoretical. So it's like, how can I see what Einstein was talking about and Newton is talking about and, and, and another scientist was talking about and just take my spin on it and maybe put my perspective on it mm. and see what I can create from there. Everything is theoretical. Yeah. Until some proves it. For real. And a lot of the things that are accepted are still unproven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then. Like, I believe in the multiverse. I think multiverse mm. is true. Wait, so, so what does the multiverse mean to you? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, so for those who don't understand how, how the multiverse works, essentially it's a theory that explains that every choice you make is like basically like a left or right. You know what I'm saying? So every choice you make is if you go left or you go right, is this or that. And if you make a this uh, choice, there is a, you kind of split your timeline into a two timelines where another version of you makes a that choice. Now multiply that by 8 billion, which is the amount of people on the planet, and then multiply that also with include so include the animals include the other life beings include the, the things that happen and then you want to take it further include the galaxies and the stars that explode and all the astro- uh, asteroids whatever that's what creates the multiverse the infinite universes it's just a bunch of different universes that are either slightly different or completely different so do you imagine that these things are happening on diff- in different dimensions there's just loads of different t- dimensions timelines I, I think dimensions and timelines are two different things i'm not entirely sure what makes them significantly different but like a t- like i guess dimensions are more like i think they're like universes are com- like that have completely different laws of physics than, than we do so it's completely unre- unrecognizable but i do like my for my belief system i do believe there are simultaneous timelines happening all at the same time all of which are slightly different or completely different depending on what but where are they happening in are they happening in this in this existence or is it happening in something like because that's what the idea of a different dimension would be yeah, we would be outside of the outside uh, of this existence well yeah it's, it's uh here's the thing that kind of question, you could be some of the greatest scientists on the planet and even you will struggle to answer that question simply mm. because we are at the bottom of the, like the bottom barrel kind of in terms of species, right? In terms of relative, relative to the universe, there are known to be at least 11 dimensions. So, you know, like you got one dimension is like a straight line and two dimensions is like a flat shape. Three dimensions is a 3D shape, whatever. Fourth dimension is like that plus time. There are known to be at least 11 dimensions in our universe. We are three-dimensional beings that can only see in two dimensions and are forced to experience the fourth dimension, which is time, in a very specific way, which is linearly, like like a road. What does it mean that you can only see in two dimensions? Does that mean you can't see a three D object? You can't see the back of my hand, can you? You can only see the front of my hand. So everything you are observational, like our eyes, can only see in like a flat way. Okay. We can't like we we understand three dimensions. We understand shadows and depth and and like physical, like 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 I don't know thickness whatever we understand that because we are that but in terms of eyes we can only observe in two dimensions we can only see in a flat way so like when i say all that to say that we are like the and i'm kind of pissed off to be fair like the fact that i was born into this kind of species but we are kind of bottom barrel but what other species do you think can see 3d or see 4d or anything like this they say a being that has the ability to manipulate and 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 manipulate and uh uh, experience the 8th or 10th or 11th dimension is considered God, right? Now, I'm trying to think of a way to word it so it doesn't really confuse anyone. I'll ask you a question one time, sorry. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the reason behind the question first. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is basically that humans are the bottom barrel of existence because we can only see in 2D and we can theorize about the other dimensions. But we can't experience, but we can't experience them. But I've asked 
is there some other being that can do that that you know of? That I know of, absolutely not. But is there another being that anybody knows well, of? Yeah, we, that's thing. Everything is theoretical and proven, right? So the theory is essentially because we are so we are so simple in terms of our observational like capability of to observe. Um, the very concept of us actually ex- being exposed to higher dimensional beings is beyond close to impossible. Should I say? Have you seen the movie Interstellar? Interstellar, yeah, I have. So th- towards the end of the movie, um, spoiler alert, by the way. But towards the end of the movie, Cooper, which is the main character, Matthew McConaughey, he was in this space where he was experiencing time uh, from outside, like a, he was experiencing the fourth dimension. Mm. What they said in the movie is these higher beings created a fourth dimension, or, uh, uh, sorry, created a third dimensional version of the fourth dimension simply because his character is incapable of experiencing the fourth dimension the way they do. That makes sense. So for us to even see what we saw on that screen, it must have been dumbed down to the third dimension for us to even experience it. But essentially what he was doing was kind of going at different points in time in his daughter's uh, bedroom just so she can just so you can kind of send messages or whatnot. So that's that's essentially what that kind of sparked my interest in the whole dimension thing, right? Mm. But what that is 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 we like our ability to experience, observe, and understand a higher dimension is close to impossible without us evolving into higher, higher beings mm. of like like fourth, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, whatever, whatnot. My so perception it's, it's, on these yeah. sorts of things, yeah, is that one, they're very interesting, yeah, yeah. but two, these are all conceptual realities, yeah, yeah, definitely, that have been birthed from a human mind, yeah, exactly. So, so, so <laughs> imagine, imagine what else is out there if, if this is what we can. But I don't of. think I don't see any evidence to prove that there's anything else out there. Yeah, but there was no evidence that there are more planets in our solar system once upon a time until the, the telescope was invented or the. Like we said at the beginning, everything's theoretical until proven. Yeah. So, like, right, I, I fully understand what you mean, which is why I say everything, all these dimensions, where they're all theoretical, is just like, because like, 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 um, like, like we are beings that have the ability to think, which is like, is a like a crazy ability, from our perspective. So we can actually theorize and and create these 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 theories that seem completely outlandish, but fast forward five hundred years, furthermore, go five hundred years into the past, and what we think is truth now was probably even unquantifiable back then so like, like but there yeah. is a you can make a strong argument that the level of intelligence that people have now has always existed and in fact there was a lot of stuff back like back throughout human history that we still don't understand now yeah yeah maybe. so like everyone knows like the obvious one is oh it would be damn near impossible to recreate the pyramids mm because we don't have equipment that can do that and there's no evidence that they had even the types of equipment that we have but do you do you need and this is more of a question to you personally do you require evidence before you believe something believe is a strange word yeah i'm gonna answer your question yeah but the word believe yeah is it's like implied within the word is that there's a doubt yeah i I saw a video very recently about that to believe is, is is to doubt yeah, so so that being said, yeah, it's like what does what does the question actually mean? Do I believe that I, uh, so stop at the word belief for no. Okay. So for you to know something must there be must there be evidence? That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, cool. So knowing is like is a hundred percent fact, this is my truth, this is like uh, there's nothing to doubt it. You just said an interesting thing that, that I wanna truth. ask you about. Yeah, that yeah, my truth thing, but go we'll ahead. Um mm. so this is hundred percent my truth and there's nothing that you can change it unless you expose me to something completely different. Mm. Now now, belief is just below that. I think faith is just below that because faith is like is 
I don't have enough evidence to prove this, but I know for a fact it's going to happen regardless. And then below that is a bit is is belief, which is a doubt. A bit to believe something is to is to doubt it to a to a certain point. But it's like a higher percentage, like it's like seventy thirty in belief opposed to mm. doubt. So, I guess yeah. So so for me, I don't require physical evidence to to believe in something. For me, I just need it to be cool. I need the concept of it to like. To be tickle, interesting. To be interesting to tickle my people, should I say. Mm. That's all I need. That's why I like I love the multiverse. That's why I like um higher dimensions. That's why I like space mm. time travel and all that. I, I like these things because they they they're, they're attractive to me. I like them as well. Mm. So but I like just, to believe them. That's why yeah. So yeah. just because I I don't put as much weight into it as mm. you do, yeah, it doesn't mean I don't like them. Yeah, I still find yeah, them yeah, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And what I find what it to me, yeah, it it kind of shows me the level of power within a human mind it's oh, like it that the fact that we can conceptualize such things it's like i don't imagine animals are thinking on this level in any aspect in my opinion all animals are programmed because animals do they're all very, the yeah, same things simple kind of yeah they, they, they yeah. all basically just do what that animal does yeah and there's no animal that's deciding do you know what? I want to see what's underneath the ocean. So I'm going to invent a suit that can take me under the ocean or I want to see what's in space. So I'm going to invent some suit that it's like, then they're not going past their physical abilities. Mm. They don't even conceive that level of existence. Whereas humans are very defiant in terms of like what this, is this need to progress. kind of Yeah. Thing. What they're supposed to be versus what they want to be like. They just, they'll basically find whatever way to achieve crazy goals yeah, and yeah. just because they want you it's not even because it needs to be done it's just because they want you i think it's because no one else is going to do it for us but no one else is going to make a chicken go to space either but it's not even yeah, going to think yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah. So, so i'm saying like because of our the way we because of our ability to think is mm. so advanced so like what, what one of the things i like to say a lot is um science is the human's ego refusing not to know i said it one time science is the human's ego refusing not to know Mm. As far as we're aware, as of right now, we are the only we are we're alone in the universe. And if there is a god, he or she depending on what mm. parents you want to use, but he's not coming to us and telling us certain things. As far as we're aware, mm. therefore we must figure out everything our, our, ourselves. We must, we must. If we, and if it's something we don't know for a fact, we will create the word for it, or we'll create the law, or we'll create it and then use that as the foundation. Like numbers don't like. I guess we're going to go a bit more philosophical with this one, but numbers don't exist, but they are the foundation of our entire scientific uh, expertise. Yeah, it depends what you mean by yeah. exist. They're, they're, just, they're, they're just things that just labels have created for something for something else just so that we can understand it because no one else is going to tell us the truth. Yeah, like, someone's explained, I've heard somebody explain it to me in a term of you, you're looking at a picture, let's say you're looking out your window. And then numbers are basically if you put like a grid up onto the onto the window, yeah, mm. and you're basically saying, okay, five squares down, six squares. That you're yeah. basically it's just a measurement. Yeah, it's it? a way to understand. In a so way. even it even does exist. Yeah. No, it exists it, mm. as long as we choose to believe it, it will exist. And, and like truth, when I say my truth, and I guess we can go on that now as well. But like when I say my truth, I, my belief is truth is is belief. Like it, it, truth does not exist. Nothing exists until we choose to accept it as our truth. So an example would be. Gravity, the way we understand gravity is the Earth is pulling, to, uh, like the, the core of the Earth is pulling everything towards it, and it's like the further away you're from it, the lesser, the less pull um, the gravity has to it. But if an alien was to come out of nowhere and tell us, oh, by the way, this is not how it works; it actually works this way, our entire belief of gravity will change completely. 
So it's just a matter of if you believe it and if you, I guess, should I say no, now that we've established that belief in no is different. But if you believe and if you was to know it to be true, then it will be true. But as long as I shift it to something else and as long as I, if I, if I give you some information, if I expose you to a different way of thinking, if I expose you to something else with evidence, your entire belief system changes and now your truth is different. Which is why I like to say my truth is not the truth. There is no the truth from my perspective. My truth is there is no the truth. But um, every truth is different. If if a great example is let's say words for example, if I was just to swear to you or say something rude to you in Arabic, you don't understand it. So for you, your truth is, I didn't do nothing. I didn't I didn't say nothing to you. I just made some noises up. I just made up a or I said something in Arabic that that makes no has no meaning to you. But then if I was to say something rude to you in English, now it has an effect. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing, the exact same thing, but because you don't understand one of them and your one of them wasn't your truth, it had no effect. But I would say there's a big difference between perception and truth. So I think what people are trying to do nowadays is basically say somebody's perception is their truth. Yeah. But perception is, so for example, in that example you just gave, Mm. I might not be able to understand the word that you said to me. Mm. So in my perception, I have nothing to react to. Yeah. But there is a truth of the matter. You have actually said something. Mm. But just because I don't know what you've said, it doesn't mean that you didn't say that thing. But that's what I'm saying. That becomes the so. What one of the things I like to kind of share is, or my way of looking at it is, truth is a matter of a lot of people agreeing to a thing. If a lot of like we're talking majority of the planet agrees to a thing, then it's true. It doesn't matter about the minority if they believe in something else. They 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 trying. Try I disagree with that definition, though. I understand yeah. why people would say that, but it's again, it's the same thing. It's the perception. So basically. It's a big jump to say that's truth just because they have that perception. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. I, I guess I, I've lived a life where for me to take full control of my life, I must believe that everything that exists in my truth is just a choice for me to believe. I'm saying so in order for me to take like it, to, 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 to accept it for me to, to share some information for you to accept it is just to kind of just, just in a way to be conditioned just to believe in whatever you've been given. Like a lot of children would just believe what they're given because they don't have the kind of the advancements to, to make up their own stuff and my kind of way of accepting that everything that happens for me with me to me and around me is a result as my as a result of my choices mm. and it, it allows me to kind of take full control of my being and if something bad was to happen even if i didn't have nothing to do with it if it affects me then it's my fault and it's my choice of response i agree and with vice that versa with something good and one of the founded the foundations of me believing that is to uh is to have a belief system where truth is about Essentially, truth is what I say is truth is objective, and it's just. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't I, think I, the two I, I are why, synonymous. Yeah. The thing is, uh, maybe, may, maybe, if you were to ex- be exposed to a society that is completely different to how we are now, mm. that might shift your, your 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 thinking. I haven't, so the same thing could happen. Like, if you was exposed to a society that was different, I was exposed to a society that was different. Maybe I would now believe what you're believing. You believe what I'm believing, kind of thing. Mm. Essentially, we don't know, mm. and nothing like uh, essentially like everything that exists is just it's, it's hard to kind of word it, but like everything that exists is just a matter of like how, how like what do I choose to believe, or what I choose to disregard it as, and and I guess a lot of people choose to believe stuff based on evidence, and evidence is good enough mm. for me to make it my truth. Imagine there's two people sitting in a cave, mm. both of them are looking at the wall. Mm. That's all they do; they just look at this wall. Behind them is the opening of the cave. And the whole world is outside of this cave. Mm. Both of these people think that there is nothing else in the universe. There's just this wall that they're looking at. And then one person says, 
I think there's something else. Mm. And the other person says, no, there's definitely not. This person who says they think there's something else turns around one day and then walks outside the cave. He now sees that there's there's more than just this wall. Mm. He comes back and says to the guy who's sitting watching the wall, there's more than this. What is actually true about the situation? Is there more or is there not? So what's great about that example is the person that went out, looked at all this stuff and came back, he is considered a preacher. He's considered a Jehovah's Witness. He's considered a, uh, a, a priest or, 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 or a sheikh. You know what I'm saying did, 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 he turns around and exposes himself to these other things that are crazy amazing, and he comes back and says, "Oh look, look, just a, look at this amazing thing! That's, it's, it's true. It has to be true. Like if I, if you was to be exposed to the, the meaning of life, would you not be like on the streets, just screaming at the top of your lungs? Of look at and everyone's looking at you like you're crazy, but you know it's true because it's your truth. So what I say is, I don't, yeah, is there, is yeah, there so an obje- objective? Yeah, truth? Yeah, so, so I was going to say that. So in terms of objective truth, I'm still on, on the fence of whether there is one or there isn't one." But I, I'm more leaning towards and focusing on individual truths. So this guy was looking at the wall. As far as he was aware, there is no, like, this guy, this brother was chatting a bag of, bag of shit to him. Like, he, he didn't listen to anything that, like, he doesn't care about what he has to show. He just, this is his truth. This is what he believes in. And maybe he needs something, like, maybe he needs evidence or maybe he needs something a bit more to kind of allow him to kind of shift his belief or shift his truth. But in terms of the, an objective truth, I'm on the fence whether there is one or there isn't one simply because how, like I said earlier, like how low of a being we are relative to the universe. I'm objective. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about the truth, but my focus is more on individual truths or what we choose to believe, or what we choose to know. But in this That's example, we know there is a cave. Yeah. The guy is looking at the wall. There is an outside of the cave. We, this is what this, we know this as a fact, but this is part of the question. Yeah. And one of the guys has now seen that there's other stuff and tried to tell the other person the, the, the guy who's it's, looking it's at the wall very obvious to me like the guys went out and looked at the wall for him for him to share that information to this guy it's like this is a very obvious thing like how do you how can you not understand it but yeah. the guy who's looking at the wall let's let's assume that he he only perceives the wall and he doesn't care what this guy's telling him he's not mm-hmm. going to turn his head no matter what mm-hmm. and he's adamant that he's seeing that all there is is the wall mm-hmm. just because he only can, in his perception there is only the wall that doesn't make that the truth that's not, there's no such thing as his truth. It's like he, what he, him saying it's his truth doesn't exist. There is a cave. He is looking in at the wall and there is outside of the cave. This is really fascinating because your, your thing is there is no his truth. There is the truth. There, I'm, yeah, I'm there's the, no, I'm the complete opposite. Where personalized there is truth. truth. And the truth is a bit like, is I guess objective. It's really But how can you explain it? Because that, I, I that's, that's, don't understand how that would be a I'm thing. I'm not him. I'm not him. I'm not him. And these people are the people that are really good at explaining. I guess I need to do a bit more research on it to maybe word it properly. Mm. Because I guess it, I guess that's what it is 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 when you're being exposed to something that's 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 old. This is actually the meaning of life. Mm. That's that's the first step. The second step is trying to explain to someone that is completely out of it, kind of thing. Mm. So what you're doing to me, what I'm doing to you, we're doing the exact same thing. We what is what we believe in is very very obvious. Delivering it is where the problem is. Mm. So, to answer you, I don't. I'm not, if I haven't delivered it correctly as of now, then I doubt I have another way of doing it. Right today, hey. shall I say? Maybe another time out. <laughs> hey. I'll have more time. I think this might it. be one of the ones that the audience will have to oh, weigh yeah, into. Oh, yeah, poll, man. Slap something on Instagram or whatever. Mm. Poor, poor, let's see what people believe in. Mm. I, I'll be real. I think most people will be on your side with the whole the truth. I don't think so. My truth is a word that was never, ex- it didn't exist before. But now it's like everyone's saying, oh, it's my truth. Yeah. With all of this identity politics, with all of that's, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, I don't want to see it like it's the bad result of it. Uh, like, like, like I've been saying for the, for a century, for for years now, do you just don't do me kind of thing, you know? Mm. So, 
that 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 thing of like a whole gender switching and 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 pronouns and identifying as well i'm not really against it because it's a byproduct of of separating yourself from conditionings and and just given being given what to believe mm. like we're no longer children which means we have the ability to think freely it's just what is your freedom of thinking how many people is your freedom of thinking affecting others um in a bad way obviously bad being subjective but like if you want to be a transgender person that's fine but don't be a transgender person and stand in the middle of the road and blocking all the cars from going to wherever they need to go to now you're affecting other people it's completely different mm. yeah that's a yeah, yeah. That's a, it's, I, it's I such like, a yeah. touchy one. I'd I, I love to, I'd love to mm. see what people think because, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what Leo thinks because Leo is a, is a really interesting person. Mm. This conversation, to. he's one of the people that kind of started my journey into this open-minded thing. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not, it's not easy thing. But it is the origins of becoming less conditioned and more individual. I think mm. my true thing. So, do you believe that there's no facts? There's nothing. Nothing is. Like yeah, set in stone. I believe so. Reason being, reason why I say that is because once upon a time, uh, forced marriages is socially acceptable. Furthermore, it's actually still that like that. But that's now. a different thing. Socially okay. acceptable versus, like, fact. So, for example, I'm breathing air, mm. or uh, this is a table. Yeah. Um. That's that's different to what's socially acceptable. Socially yeah, acceptable yeah, yeah. is more to do with like political stances yeah, yeah. on things. So you're talking about the the. Like is there is, so, is, is that, that, that debatable? Do things actually exist yet, or is everything uh, debatable? Is is there like is there I, anything that can be set in stone? Well, I, I just keep going back to this whole thing of mm. like we are three-dimensional beings, man. Like, like one of the things I really find interesting, and I'll, I'll answer your question, but I do really want to bring this forward. This might help you understand my kind of perspective. Um, so a, a an individual who has the ability to manipulate the fourth dimension can be considered a god. Because what is the thing like? Let's say, let's say the Quran, for example, because that's the only one that I'm really familiar with. Not too much, but enough to have this conversation. A lot of the reasons why a lot of people believe in the Quran is, is because it, in the book that was written centuries ago, there were stuff written that kind of predicted the future in a way. A fourth dimensional being has that capability. I'm saying, and there are theoretically there are higher uh, there are higher dimensions. So. Maybe if maybe we as a civilization is just a science experiment for a fourth dimensional society. The same way I can bring an ant farm as my science project to my science school or to my school and have that as a display. As, here's my project. For those ants, they're not a science project. They are a whole world. They 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 live in a society in the universe. They they from their, from their perspective, they have this is their being. This is their the same way we experience our universe. But what if we are a science project for a fourth dimensional society, and I say that say when you say uh, the whole is breathing air, objective or um, debatable or disable. No, in our world, in our limited world, I don't think so because we've given this the name, we given this the name the table, we've given the the air we breathe our oxygen, we've given that the name, we give it a label, so it becomes truth in our society. But we are one small world in a plethora of galaxies. In the universe that's ever growing, consistently growing. Mm. So, in terms of, I guess that that question can only be, ever be answered in a particular scale. What scale are we talking about? Are we talking about Earth or universe? Earth, yes, or universe, no. I don't know what the word would be called. Uh, maybe pragmatic or something like that. Yeah, I have a particular view on things here, where it's like, if there's no reason to to imagine, because like someone could say, okay, there's a pink elephant in the sky. 
Yeah. But nobody can ever see this pink elephant. Nobody has ever seen it. There's no photograph of it. There's no, it's just a theory. It doesn't serve me to even entertain the theory. I might be able to have like the back and forth about it. Like, yeah. oh, does it exist? Does it, it not? Fun, yeah. But it, I can't live as though it exists. I can only live as though it doesn't exist because it doesn't exist in my reality. Yeah. So some 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 could say, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe like that pink elephant, another like we can say maybe that's that's uh another word for god and like the whole thing of like god is a being that exists in a higher with a higher power and higher dimension whatever that we don't know we've never seen before Ev- allegedly someone has had a conversation with him your prophets and your your jesus's and whatnot and we don't know nothing about him but the thing is you may not serve any purpose from believing in it, but those who do actually serve a very good purpose. Mm. Because what is that thing or being or or or, or whatever telling the standard Tom, Dick, and Harry to do? Like a lot of religions, I'm not really religious myself, but I respect them a lot because what religion does is it paves the way of a better life. You know what I'm saying, so you may not believing in the pink elephant in the sky may not serve nothing for you, but I think the question we should be asking is, what is this? What does believing in this do for you? Uh, like those who do believe in it What does it do for you And how does it serve you And how does it make you better And I think And, and also, you might become better As a result of it Also, No I agree Also, So and that's So linking it to religion That is why I also think that Religion is Has a net good In theory Like it does Because a lot of A lot of the principles That are in it I agree with A, a lot of principles That are in it Are, are common yeah. A lot of religions have the very, very, yeah. very similar That's what I'm saying. So all of these, all of these, um, the synonymous parts of all the religions that are basically grounded in good yeah. things, yeah, where they're basically saying don't kill people and mm. don't do... Don't steal, don't yeah, be, be, steal, be honest. Or, yeah. All of that sort of stuff. It's like, I agree with those principles. Mm. and But it's it's like, there's a big difference between saying you're part of something... And the way you live, because you can set, not say you're part of something and live so, that way. Like, do you need to pray five times a day to not kill someone? And 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 like, do you need to do? You need to go to church every Sunday, or do you need to go to to a mosque every Friday? And if you to, do to, those to things, do these things like, and if do, you do those yeah. things, does it stop you from like whether, whether you do the, being a bad person? Whether you do the, whether you do these these rituals or not. Are you still, are, like without this? Are you gonna go kill someone? Are you gonna go be less honest? Are you are you gonna go still? If so, then happy days. This is your kind of like, this is what you need as an individual to become more honest of a person and not do these crazy things that are the foundations of religions. But some of us, not to say that we are better than religion, some can argue, but not to say that I'm better than religion, but I don't believe I need to pray five times a day in order to, to, to be an honest person, to a good person, to support people. Those are things I can do without it. Mm. So it's like, I, I, I look for, I guess my thing when it comes to religion is so I was born and raised in a Muslim household and I kind of went my own way in terms of like my belief. And I think the question, and thank you for bringing me to bring this to, to light because now I've finally found a way to answer the question of why aren't you religious? It's simply because what does praying five times a day do that I'm really not doing for me? I guess the, the, the way to answer that question is afterlife. If you pray five times a day and you you follow the, the, the Quran, then you get a better afterlife. But other than that, because that's not really, again, I believe in the multiverse, right, if anything, so that's not even in the... As far as I'm aware, what does following these rituals and following these beliefs do for me of more than what I'm really doing without it? I think, the question. To, if I had to answer the question objectively, it would be that those sorts of things are like 
the criteria to be part of the community. You have to do mm. these things, yeah? Part, yeah. The requirement to be part of the community. And if you don't do these things, you're not accepted within the community. You're accepted even as someone who's not, breaking the rules. Even if you do those do those things, there are there are cliques. Of, I don't know if that cliques is the right word to be using, but there are separate groups within the same religion. Mm. That's fascinating to me. Like you all believe in the same thing, yet you're all divided regardless. Mm. And if you want to take it on a bigger scale, I saw this video recently that said that Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are basically the same religion. And the only thing that separates them is their individual rituals. Mm. Other than that, everything is basically the same. So I get what you mean in terms of community and being accepted and being involved, but even then, you might not be. Yeah, so if you follow one of them, you're not going to be accepted in the other. No, I'm, saying even, I'm saying even within the religion. Mm. Like within Islam, there are people that are like extremists and there's people that are kind of more casual with it. And the people that are it's like, even if you was to do the things, you still have an individual group within the religion mm. that you're that you're battling to be a part of. But you would still be part of whichever group you identify yeah. within yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. But if you refuse to do any of the rituals, mm. then you you won't be accepted in this group in that even group, yeah. the small type of, even in the small group within a group you yeah. still won't be accepted within it if you don't do any of the rituals mm. so i think that's the main purpose of the rituals to to identify yourself as this particular group and yeah. maybe that's a good thing maybe people need community yeah definitely in order to be grounded and be able to achieve what they want to achieve out yeah. of life um but my question would also be if you do do all of these things does that stop you from the human condition, which is you have the capacity of evil. You have the capacity of doing mad things anyway. Mm. Being in a particular group doesn't guarantee you're going to oh, be no, good. Not, not. And not being in a particular group doesn't guarantee you're going to be bad. Yeah. It's You're either good or you're bad, regardless of what group you yeah, identify with. Yeah. The, so. the, the, they say the religion isn't, the religion is perfect, the individual isn't. So the religion, what the religion teaches is good things, is... is, is, is some might say objectively but either way is they're teaching how to be a great person how to become a better person that's what a religion is because a religion is a concept it's not a thing it's not a tangible thing we can hold mm. so it is, it is without imperfections um and it's the individual's interpretation and experiences of it or choices relating to it or not that's where it becomes the good and the bad thing right yeah i've got some questions for you the first one is have you heard of a 15 minute city a 15 minute city yeah this concept of 15 minute cities I go on because I think I have something, but it, it probably probably could be different to what you're talking about. So, so I'll try to explain it to you. If you need me to, I can put a video on where the news are talking about it. Yeah, but basically, what's happening is there's a concept of an of a new format of cities where basically everybody should only have to go 15 minutes away from where they live, and they shouldn't have to go any further than that. They should work within their 15 minutes and they should, all the shops and okay. everything should be within their 15 minutes. And there'll be like barriers and stuff to make sure you don't drive out of that 15 minutes within yeah. the curfew times. And basically wherever you live, that's where you have to stay and get everything. Yeah, you're in a bubble of this. Yeah. 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 They're saying that this is a way to prevent outbreaks like covid and there's a few different reasons why they're thinking of doing like, it I, I, I can break it down like, mm. it doesn't make any sense if for it to be a 15 minute space it must be a certain square foot right it can't be bigger than a certain amount of rises not 50 minutes yeah now for if you need to maintain and, and keep your infrastructures running you need more than whatever measurement that is you need like you need like factories and you need a, a like a certain amount of shops and some people to do like, like an electrician 
who lives in that space needs to have access to a lot of things to for him to do his job and more time you have to go somewhere else to get mm. the things he needs to come back in so the whole thing of like illnesses when he goes to flipping out in Saudi Arabia to go get his pass and comes back what is he going to bring with him it just defeats the whole purpose of it mm. makes no sense i think that's just conditioning i think that's a great example of of, of trying to like like one of the things i like to say is once you reach a certain amount of money the next thing you want to acquire is power that's like the next attractive thing after money and power is influence right in order to have in order to have when you have power you can have influence you can just say a thing and the whole economy changes or the whole like someone like you know musk can say something about bitcoin and the, the whole thing can crash or that whole thing can skyrocket with just one tweet mm. that's the next thing and that's what they want they, they essentially they want to creating infrastructure that can, that can be fully controlled because they love the the love that the 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 taste of power and so that's why I, that's how I see it which is why I also see it as bullshit mm. I think it doesn't make no sense I I think the way that it would be implemented would be the same way that they implemented the lockdown where basically most people had to stay at home mm. and if you were caught going out and about you better have a good reason like oh I'm going to the park for my 10 minutes of fresh air or something like that. Otherwise, they'll be giving you a fine because you're basically breaking the rules. Yeah. But there was a small percentage of the population that were considered key workers that were able to go about and do whatever they were doing. And I think that's the way they will implement a 15-minute city. They'll have most people stuck on the, this curfew, stuck on this rule. Mm. But if you're a key worker, you can go... About, so an electrician would be yeah. considered a key worker. Like, someone would argue... A small percentage of eight billion people is still a fuck ton of people. Yeah, so how can you maintain a fuck ton of people? It's, it's, it's not going to be an easy thing. Like key workers, you say small percentage of key workers, but that's going to be like at least a hundred thousand people per, on a per hundred or per two hundred fifty minute cities. You're talking about several thousand people. Mm. Are you going to maintain all of that? Because I don't think so. Lockdown. There was a clear example they couldn't do it properly. So mm. what do you think they're going to do it now? No, but during lockdown there was empty streets. And that's the point. It's like most like most people, I think anyway, most people are kind of go along to get along type of people. Like if the government says stay at home, they'll stay at home and they don't want no trouble. As long as they can be seen as a good uh, person in society, they're not, they don't want to be criminals. They don't want to be breaking rules. They want to, but there are a, a decent minority of people that just don't care. And they will do whatever they want to do. That number's grown though, especially after this lockdown. That number's grown significantly. Once once it's been exposed, that how kind of BS the whole lockdown thing and how it makes no sense. So Andrew Tate talks about how we experienced a pandemic. We, we no, sorry, we were in a pandemic, but we didn't see a pandemic. Mm. There weren't people dying on the streets. There weren't people on no, like hospitals getting full up like to the max and ambulances, whatever. We didn't experience a pandemic. So because of that, we kind of been exposed to the idea of maybe this lockdown thing was kind of BS. Not to say that the illness wasn't existent. It definitely existed. It's the, it's the ability to make it bigger than it actually is. Mm. Like That's what essentially what the higher-ups have done. And because of that, that small majority they talk about that don't care no more has grown significantly. Because they've been exposed to that. Their third eye has been opened, or whatever you want to call it. And they've been exposed to how BS this this world is run. So to implement that, if you want to do it now, it's the worst time to do it. I and think the longer you wait, the worse it gets. I, I do I do understand and agree partially with what you're saying, but I think the reason why you think that mm. is because you're quite a free thinking person. You're you're young enough where you've got enough fitness, you've got enough like you probably believe in yourself enough to stand on your own two feet. But yeah. there's a huge percentage of yeah, the population yeah. that are like they're like elderly people or they're like mums and mm. they're like family people that are like they're not 
They don't want to break no rules. They just yeah. want to play the game, innit? They just want to do what they're told. If they told them they tomorrow they have to get a chip, they'll be lining up to get their chip. Yeah, I think I think it's a, uh, it's like that thing. I think I think I watched the video that you did um, early today. That you posted earlier today with the whole that you know the, the movie Ant. So is it? Oh no, Bugs Life. Sorry, with the whole mm-hmm. one ant. If one ant stands up, mm. next one stands. That's what essentially what it is. Is is you say that there's a lot of people that are, are kind of. Should I say locked up or locked themselves up in this in this bubble of like I saw the don't make no laws. Mm. But what what was ha- what's happened in this last lockdown is one person stood up and said, you know what, this is BS. I don't that makes no sense. Mm. And this person has four friends who've mm. done the same thing. And each one of those friends has four friends and etc. So it's a growing thing. And it's it, I don't think I don't see it stop and until the high ups have done something to to convince us that they're actually making it doing something good, that number is not gonna stop growing. Now as a, as that number grows, some of these people that were that they want to not break no laws, they will be a part of it as well. Once upon a time, I was that guy. I was the innocent. Fucking, I don't break no laws. Like I don't, I've never stole something from a shop. I've never, like, taken a pen from school for like blasphemy to me. Like it was a whole thing. Now I'm like, like lockdown. I'm, 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 I'm saying not to expose myself. I'll, I'm going to walk. So I'm, I'm finding any excuse not to be locked up in my house simply mm. because I've become more understanding of who's running the world. Mm. So, yeah, I get like there are a large percentage of people that are. That are that don't want to cause no trouble, but that potential will continue to shrink, and the the work people are will continue to grow for as long as this world is run in the way it's been run right now. I don't think so. I I okay. I hope so. Like I really yeah. hope that what you're saying is true. Yeah. But I don't think so because I think it's the reverse. I think because oh, well, okay. do you remember there was like I don't know if you saw this, but there was protests when the the lockdown yeah. stuff was happening. Yeah. Was like protests. there was like elderly people getting beaten up with truncheons and thrown in the back of vans there was like the police were not playing no games like, yeah that makes sense but the police how many like for every one policeman there's like 10 pedestrians yeah but so then they like have said, the government behind them they have like a yeah they have like way and, more power and the uh, and the, the flies in the bugs life had wings and were stronger but the mm. ants were significantly smaller but like the guy said once they figure out that they 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 outnumber us one to a hundred. We're mm. pissed. No matter how many weapons we have, we're pissed. Once you once they realize, because the power of a rebellion, I think Star Wars is one of the greatest examples is, of this. Doesn't matter how big your your empire is, the power of a rebellion of people and the numbers of people who truly believe that this is BS is enough. Like once you once you commit to a rebellion and your like your life is depending on it, you will happily die for that rebellion, knowing that it's gonna create a better world for your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids', kids etc. So, I forgot. I completely lost my train of thought. But like, yeah, it's it. it despite the them, the police and the government having all these weapons of mass destruction and the ability to cause pain, because I guess it's pain that they have to inflict and nothing else after that. If pain is the only thing you can you have to offer and a little bit of suffering, then that's that's not enough to overrun a society that outnumbers you one to hundred. Mm. It's not enough. I hear it you, takes man. a lot of commi- like insane amount of commitment. Mm. I feel like as long as your human rights are not being breached, yeah, then I feel like it's okay. But they it, are. That's the thing. It's like that's when your human rights are being breached, that's when it's like, uh, yeah. this is mad, man. This is this is when it's like it's gonna start boiling over. Yeah. But the thing, here's what here's what really happened, and, and I could be completely wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But what the higher ups have learned through slavery is telling, forcing someone to do what, what you want to do is not the way of working, no way of doing it. Mm. What what wait what sorry what works is having convincing them that that's what they want to do. Mm. So a great example is phones. We like we use our phones. We when we sign up to an Instagram account, it gives us the option to allow our location to be 
exposed, right, to, mm. to, 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 to Instagram and whatnot. We choose to press accept. We wasn't kind of forced to do it. We, would, we just choose to do it. So they've learned in slavery is that if you just force someone to do something, eventually they'll rebel and eventually you, you would you'd be overturned and in the long run you'll lose. But if you can create a, a society who want to do the thing they want to do, you just justify in a way that makes it appealing to them, then then you, you, taking over is not a difficult thing and then influencing the masses will be a very, very easy thing after that. Mm. But I see things happening that make me believe or make me somewhat lose faith in the people's ability to say no. Okay. I see a lot of things happening in society where it's like, it seems that most people are just going to do whatever they, whatever they're told. Maybe, maybe it's most people that we're exposed to. I like to believe that. I like to believe I, 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 I'm, I'm one to say that our belief, our kind of, wherever, every time we speak on a thing about the majority is based on our experience, right? We mm. live in a Western world. We don't even know what's going on in the East. Like mm. we can see on the news, but we don't. We're not present, so we don't know what's going on. Mm. So when you say that this is how we believe, maybe that's just been because of the exposure you had to the people that you're seeing on Instagram and you, even YouTube. like people I know, like that's, things that's, like that, where it's like they're just doing things where it's like yeah. But it's like that 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 exposure of those people that are against what you're you're, you're trying to preach is kind of is it like quick me wrong, but is it like kind of like making you believe in it less now that there's so many people against what you're trying to preach, kind of thing. It's not making me believe in it less. It's okay. just making me think that it's like, it's just confirming what I already think here, which mm. is basically that most people are go along to get along type of people. Most people just want to do their job. They just mm. want to be at home with their family. They just want to eat food. They just want to do. Be left alone, yeah, they want to yeah. be left alone. Yeah, yeah. And I can understand why most people are like that. It's not like I'm. I don't hate them for being like that, mm. but I'm very aware that it takes a very free thinking mind to be able to say no when everyone's telling you it has to be yeah, this yeah, particular yeah, way yeah. yeah man that's 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 i think that's one of the most difficult things i've experienced um in the past couple of years now that i've become more i don't want to say woke in it because they've just re- put that word through the gravel in it like, I, like i've become more self-aware and, and more like responsible for my choices and i kind of knew that Coming into this conversation with you, I knew there's been a lot of disagreements. I know for a fact that we're going to disagree. That's good, though. A lot of fucking love it. Mm. This is great. Otherwise, what's the point? If we just mm. keep agreeing each other, it's, it's mm. like almost less valuable. So I knew that we we're going to have a lot of disagreements. Mm. And I know and I know for a fact that I'm going to have, I will continue, I have had and will continue to have a lot of disagreements with a lot of people that I'm talking to, simply because like the majority, from my exposure, the majority have, how I, the way I word it, the majority are kind of locked up into this conditioning way of thinking, mm. and they because it sounds nice and it's justified, it's justified in a way that that kind of I don't know, it just sounds good enough for them to believe in. It's like yeah, who well, I was do whatever as long as I'm not in any pain, whatever. Mm. It's fine. I'll, again, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. So for me to now be this kind of woken person that's so self aware and so like understanding of what the world we live in, and I'm sharing it to the world naturally. I'm going to get shut down the same way Andrew Tate is getting shut down. Mm. I'm saying the same way people like Pearson, the same way people that are, that are actually sh- like sharing the obvious, but no one wants to hear it because it's like, if I become what you're doing, I'm going to get the same results as what you're getting. I'm going to get cancelled. I'm going to get banned off social media. I'm going to get arrested eventually. I'm probably going to get killed as well. So I just like to, what they will say is I like to stay in my little bubble, my little 50 minute city, should I say, mm. and just find comfort here. I lift out my 90 years, 80 years, Call it a day, and then we whatever you want to do, we want to do. Mm. It's a it's a, it's, a, it's an easy manipulatable world that we live in. 
And it's very hard to live a life in it when you're aware of what's going on and you choose not to accept it. Mm. Very, very difficult to live in that kind of world. But it's the price you pay to be more comfortable and be more responsible and to have the better, the, the, have the better experiences of life in life. Sorry, mm. it's a price you pay, man. It's an expensive price, but yeah. So, in regards to the fifteen-minute cities, mm. you don't think it's gonna ever come to fruition? I have no doubt in terms of whether it will become or will not become. I just think it's bullshit. Like I have no doubt that the that the, the the higher ups that, that that control the world can do whatever the hell they want. They they can. Let's be honest. They can. Like all it takes is one message to one person, or one tweet, or one this or one that, and the entire economy just flips on itself. It's complete and it's completely different to what it was before. That's all it takes. So I have no doubt that if they wanted to do it and they saw enough of a profit from it that they, they it justifies them doing and putting the effort into it, they'll they'll definitely do it. Mm. It's just my opinions on it is just simple. It makes no sense morally, like. In terms of like individual morals, and it makes like it makes perfect sense. But mm. like I said, the villains of every story are the heroes of their own story. These higher ups are our villains, but they are their own heroes. Mm. I'm no doubt they can, they'll, they'll do it if there's a profit. If they can find a profit, they'll definitely do it. Mm. No doubt. Yeah, I hope it never happens. Um, if it does happen, I'm sure I'll be a key worker, so yeah, I'll be engineer. one of the ones who are free to go around. But I still hope it never happens because even the same thing with lockdown. I was a key worker. Mm. I carried on doing everything I was doing, but. The fact that everyone else was locked down kind of ruined a lot of lifestyle. Yeah, ruined a lot of what life is. The thing is, like, I think that's one of the luxuries of having the kind of mindset that I have and a lot of of people that I'm around. Like, I'm around a lot of these life coaches and people like Leo that, you know, and these people are free thinkers or whatnot. One of the luxuries of being that that kind of person is no matter what prison you're put into, you would find comfort and enjoyment in there. Mm. If they do this 15 minutes, like lockdown, for example, lockdown was why I started doing what I do today. Before that, I was a boxing coach. Mm. You would never have known that, right? No. Completely different to what I'm doing right now. I started editing during lockdown. I built my PC and I started editing lockdown. I bought my first camera during lockdown because mm. I was bored. I had nothing to do. I couldn't I couldn't go out coaching the sessions because obvious. Mm. So being the kind of thinker that I am and having the kind of people that I am around has allowed me to find comfort and find individual peace within these bubbles I've been putting. Mm. They are still benefiting from me being there but they will never make me upset about it because mm. I get to choose my response of, of emotion. So if there was a 15 minute city, you find comfort being a key worker and going out and do whatever, I'll probably be in that 15 minute city figuring out a way to have as much enjoyment as possible mm. even at 15 minutes. I'll find, like like they said in, um, in Ant-Man, I don't know if you watched that movie, but Kang took his prison and turned it into his empire. Mm. I can take my prison and turn it into my own individual empire. There's nothing stopping me from doing that mm. other than my own choices, my, my own responses. Yeah, I hear you. And, Difficult, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's it's not impossible. I don't think that because I would be a key worker that I would be unscathed or I'd feel like, oh, it's it's just all good. It would still suck because lockdown sucked for me. Even though I was doing, even though I was doing everything, it's like, even like lockdown wasn't just all smooth sailing for me. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I just carried on doing my, it's like I had to change jobs about three or four times because like loads of like one of the first company I was in, I was there for about ten years or something, and I was well settled in. Like I had like really long, wow. good good friends that I had been around for a long time, but the company started downsizing because they couldn't they couldn't continue doing the same business that they were doing throughout this lockdown. So they started doing redundancies, and then I just so I left there. I just I took voluntary redundancy because I just I didn't like the it started getting a bit like yeah okay. you know when things start shutting down yeah. no everyone's getting a bit upset everyone's it's not really a good environment anymore mm. so I left and um, yeah I changed jobs like three four times yeah and 
each time, like some of the jobs were were good, were okay. Some of them were terrible. It's like, and then eventually I, f- I landed where I'm where I'm at now. And throughout this time as well, I um I was studying uh, some some engineering stuff as well, and it was like it made that really hard. And there was just loads. It was just yeah, it was really hard to do the things that I was just doing anyway. But I continued to make it work, and yeah. I imagine I'd make it work whatever happens. But I still don't welcome it on. I still don't want it to happen. It's like, well, who are you today as a, as a result of that? You don't welcome the experience, but you welcome welcome the the change in you and the, the lessons you learn from it. Because the experience is part of it; it's necessary. But I think I am the same person that I am today. I had I've always had the same capacity, like to be. So I think whatever happens, you learn from the experience, isn't it? Naturally, but that doesn't mean that. So, for example, say something terrible happens and. I don't know, some, you get locked up for like 10 years or something. You can say, oh yeah, I learned from the experience. I went through this like terrible time. And Do you need that to... Yeah, it's like, I'd rather not have that. I'd rather, Even yeah. though, yeah, you'd learn and you'd be better, but it's like, life is for living, man. I don't want to be restricted like that. I don't, I don't want to be put in no, yeah. no 15 this, uh, minute city. This, this reminds me of this episode of um, Seinfeld. I don't know if you've seen Seinfeld. Mm, I've seen like little clips it's and stuff. Oh, great show. Mm. There's an, a specific episode... Um, where so there's two char- characters Kramer and Seinfeld mm. Kramer's this absolute bonkers character right and he he went to Seinfeld and said I'm gonna change the entire flooring plan of my my, 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 my flat it's gonna be a re- revolution it's gonna be a crazy it's gonna be a great and Seinfeld looks at him and says you're not gonna do it he never said, he didn't, he never said you can't do it he said you're not gonna do it mm. so let's make a bet the bet is and they made a bet so whether you will do it or not the next day Kramer goes to Seinfeld and says the bet's off I'm not doing it <laughs> and, and Seinfeld says I'm really crazy he says that was the bet. The bet wasn't whether you can or can't. You can. Anyone could do anything. Is whether you choose to do it or not. Mm. I'm saying. And the reason why that your story reminds me of that is because in terms of capability, capability is infinite. Mm. Again, everything's theoretical until you prove it. Capability is infinite. It's whether you choose to do it or not. And sometimes that's a necessary experience is necessary for you to have that experience, uh, to, to, to give you that push in a way. Mm. Maybe 10 years in prison is necessary for you to have a 30 year life of, of enjoyment. What if you was living your life for 20, 30 years and it was a pile of shit and you hated it? You did 10 years in prison, you come out, you're four years old and between the age of 40 and 90, you had the best life in the world you could ever have simply because of that 10 years in prison. It comes to keep, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's an example that could mm. happen. It's also an example that couldn't happen. But what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is in terms of capabilities, capability is infinite. It's whether you choose to do it or not. And sometimes you need an experience of Tens in prison or, or two year pandemic or whatever, we need those those things to kind of give us that little push to convince us to do it. It's very so easy not to do something. That being said, would you say that the lockdown had a net good on society? I can't speak for society, man. I can only speak for myself. For I yourself. Mean, yeah, you for think me, it was better. For, for myself, definitely, yeah. I can I can I can there's a million reasons why I benefit from it. But, uh, society I, But why wouldn't yeah. if if that applies to if that why did was that same principle not apply to everybody then? If everybody had to go through the adversity of it, I don't think and everyone learns from adversity. I just I think everyone is capable of everything. I don't think everyone needs an adversity to become better. Some I think from my exposure, from the type of people I'm exposed to, a lot of us do need something crazy for to happen for them to go and do something amazing. But you know, again, I'm speaking from exposure. For me, it was necessary. Yeah. I was working. I was coaching. Um, I was coaching boxing for about. I was, I was doing it for like three, four years before lockdown came mm. and I was comfortable. I was, I, mean, I was making a terrible salary, 200 pound a month. 
was 200 pound a month. I was 18. I was, I was like 16. I, was, I started when I was 16 and uh, lockdown was when I was 20 or 19, 20 was when, I, when lockdown okay. happened. Um, so I was comfortable with that 200 pound a month. I made, I made like an extra 50 pound here and there, but I wasn't really paying bills like that. And mm. I, was, I didn't really care about money like that. I was just, I guess, I guess I, I was living a great life. I was, I, life was kind of boring. I, I didn't have much of a social life. Oh, my social life was was going to coach the session, sticking around for a couple of hours just to spend some time with the people that work there and call it a day and go and play FIFA or play GTA or whatever. That was my life. Mm. Living off 200 pound a month, rent free in my parents' house. I was paying some bills that were dirt cheap. That was my life. Mm. Now lockdown comes and now I've gone from having a social life of four hours a week where I would work to no social life at all whatsoever. And now I'm like, okay, now I have nothing to do. I'm playing GTA from eight o'clock in the morning to about 12 at night. The During whole, lockdown? Yeah. Mm. That was my life. You know, GTA online, where you do all the businesses and all that stuff. I, I was active on that. Insanely mm. active. And it wasn't until I realized I'm flipping bored. I have nothing to do. Mm. Like, and it was, it was the necessary, exp- like, and it's not, it wasn't just me. Like, even if I wanted to do something, I got aside and all I see is, like what's the way they call it? What's that feel that spins around when there's no one there? Like, wait, wait, wait. That's what um, I see. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. You know what I'm saying? I got started to see tumbleweed in, mm. in, in East London. Makes no sense. Mm. So I had I must I had to create. I was very oh Leo would tell you first time I was very, very bored. And as a mm. result of that, I reached out to the people that I met before. Yeah, Bob Singer and Robin Lockhart, two of my favorite people peoples in the world. Um, and they introduced me to this Yumi Us project that, that they got going on. Um, a lot of his media related. At the time I was buying parts of a PC buy month like I couldn't buy a whole PC because I was making two hundred pounds a month. Mm. So I was buying like one part a month to build a PC so I can start looking at editing and I got involved with their project and then as time goes on and now I'm doing this full time professionally I don't work for no one but myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like is that was that was what that was the life I lived and it was a result of that. It was a result of the lockdown that got me to do these things because I chose to respond in that way. Mm. And people like myself at the time needed that thing. They like it, without that, I don't know where I would be today. Mm. I probably wouldn't even be in this room. Let's be honest. Mm. You know what I'm saying so. There are people like myself a lot from my exposure who need something like a like a tragic thing like a lockdown or a tragic thing like being in prison for ten years so they so that they can become better. That makes a lot of sense. I can understand why on in your um yeah, Mike, yeah. yeah your experience. That and there, and I, I know a lot of people awesome. that were exactly like you where they, mm. they they didn't really make they didn't really become much different during lockdown mm. because they were like if anything you were more suffering throughout lockdown with the constant changing it was, jobs it was all good it was like because you made it good right like, yeah usually get fi- mm. like leaving your job and finding your job is a stressful thing but you said you know what, i don't want to be stressed mm. and you just chose not to be stressed and you were yeah and also one of the things that helped me through it was that i had people relying on me mm. um and i had no choice i had to basically do it and it was so one i was relying on myself yeah because like I've even like not to go too much into detail, but I've been living by myself since I was like a teenager, innit? So I've always been um look paying my own bills and all that sort of stuff. And um my missus lives with me as well. And I've so I had to I couldn't no Yeah, I could not not make money. There was yeah. no option of not making money. So literally I got made redundant or I took voluntary redundancy. And on a Friday and started a new job on a Monday. And that's the same way it went for all them job changes. It's that I I went right out of one, right into another. You you couldn't afford to go a month for work. That wasn't an option Mm. for you. Yeah, exactly. And and it was all, it's all good. I've been having this conversation. um, This is kind of like a bit of a side note, but it it kind of touches on the same thing. I've been having a conversation with people, mainly off camera, Mm. where somebody asked me, 
am I happy? And um, happiness is such a strange term to me, isn't it? Because it's like, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm not. But it doesn't change what I'm doing. Like I'm going to be disciplined and I'm going to be working towards what I'm trying to achieve, even if I'm having my worst day. I think, I think there's two versions of happiness. I think there's overall happiness and there's like moments of happiness. Mm. So my way of saying it, and I say this to my mom all the time, whenever she sees me a bit stressed or whatever, I say, so the the, 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 the bar that I'd like to share is, um, what is grief if not love persevering? I'll say it one more time, what is grief if not love persevering? For you to feel the emotion of grief, you must feel the lack, the, feel the love and then feel the lack of it for you to feel grief, which means you've got the luxury of feeling love once upon a time. So for me to be happy, I must feel sad for a little bit so that I can f- appreciate the happiness. So the way my life kind of is, and you might kind of relate to this, is I have moments of sadness and moments of happiness and rinse and repeat. Mm. And I'm happy with that cycle. I'm saying so I'm I'm happy overall with my moments of sadness and moments of happiness. Mm. So when when if I was to get asked that question, that that would be, the answer is yes, because mm. I I'm I'm like a fluctuating up and down kind of kind of cycle of life, mm. but that is comfortable. That works very very well. I would love I would not like to live a life where I'm happy twenty four seven. It devalues the emotion mm. for, my, for me at least. And to me, know, being, being happy. The same. I ahead. understand what you're saying, and I do relate to it. Um, but to me, happiness is like being full up. Like you've eaten some food. Okay. You're filled up with this food. And that's it. It's like it's it. It's really insignificant. Whether I was like full up or whether I ate a little bit and wasn't particularly full up, but I still carried on. It's like I I the way I want to answer the question. Yeah, if I'm happy, yeah, I just want to say I'm focused. That's it. I'm just focused, and that and being focused gives me a sense of it gives me a better feeling than than happiness. Yeah. The feeling is purpose, worth. It's something different to happiness. What is like happiness yeah. is such a strange concept what, to me. What, what if the word happiness is left is ma- it, its purpose is to be vague so that we can define it ourselves? Maybe being focused on a specific goal and ever like making progression to it that is your definition of happiness. My definition of happiness is, is understanding the appreciation of it so that I can experience it to its best. Mm. Two different definitions, but we answer the same questions. If we if we were to answer that question with yes and no, we we'll answer the same. But the definition will be different. Mm. I'm saying so. Maybe, maybe that's that's what it is. Maybe just happiness is just a vague word, and we get the luxury of defining it however mm. we like. Possibly, I'm possibly. Saying. But I'm, like when I think of the word happiness, yeah, yeah. when I think of what is meant when somebody says, "Are you happy?" Mm. I think they mean you're just walking around with a smile on your face. You're feeling that, but really. But that's like the conditioning de- justification. Mm. That, that's the conditioning definition that we were given as kids, right? Mm. The, the, the little cartoons and shit. Mm. That's what we're given. But we've grown to become individuals so that we can. The, the, one of the biggest luxuries of being an adult is the choice of making your own decision on what things mean to you. Mm. So what you that definition is what I would say is what they put in cartoons so they can give a simple definition for the word for the children mm. who have simple minds. But now that you've grown and like that you're you're an adult and you, you've created this entire life for yourself, like to me you defined happiness when you said you were focused. And I, mm. to me that's why I was listening. I was hearing the word happiness just mm. in your de- justification. Your sorry, your definition. But then I feel like using the lens that you've just um, portrayed, I, mm. I feel like the word I've grown out of the word. Then the word mm. "happy" doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Okay. It's like I the word, the word "happy" in that sense that you yeah that, that you that the, you, yeah the, so the whole you walking and yeah yeah so that still means happiness to me, but okay. it just doesn't mean any. It's not as significant. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It's like 
I might have a moment where I'm smiling and like feeling a bit joyful because maybe I got some great news. Maybe I just achieved something or whatever. So that, but that moment is fleeting. It's like it happens. It's like being full up. Like you be full up at that moment. But then after a while, after a few hours, your yeah. body's digested it. It's, it's gone now. And it's like, what are you doing then? And I feel like the reason why it's an interesting concept is because nowadays I feel like people are so focused on whether they're happy or whether they're unhappy. And they imagine that if they're unhappy, there's like these, all these giant reasons that they need to like, it's like- It's like this thing you need to escape. You must escape. Yeah. But I had, I had um, last week, I told you uh, on the way up here, I said last week I didn't have much going on. I didn't have that many jobs. Mm. And I was just at home majority of the day and I felt sad. Mm. I felt upset about that. And I had a moment, yeah. I, remember, I actually remember the moment like it was like it was yesterday. I had a moment of like, I feel unhappy right now. From my life experience, this is a very temporary emotion and it's a very necessary emotion. So it's so it's so fucking it's crazy. I found joy in the sadness I was feeling. Mm. It was I, I didn't know like it was like a weird combination of things. Like it was almost like it's like I was feeling sad. And because I was feeling sad, I felt joy because of that. Mm. And it wasn't like it was, and it wasn't happy, but it was comfort. It was like it was like peace in a way, because mm. I know, I like from my experience of life, I know this sadness is very temporary and very very necessary. Mm. Is a key, is a very key and a very important part of my life. So I found I found comfort in it. And mm. whenever like I'll go, I like I'll be in my bed, like going about about to go sleep, and I feel a bit shit. But as I'm feeling shit, I'm feeling joy at the same time. It's like a like it's like a battle of which emotion is gonna win because like they're both equally powerful mm. and they're both. It's like it's, I never got this experience before. Like I would always feel sad for a bit and be and lean into the sadness. I'm like oh, I feel like shit. I hate my life. Whatever. Mm. No, lean into that, and then like four days later, I'm having a great time. Mm. But now that now that I've I've recognized that pattern. I got to experience sadness in a whole new way of of, of, of I got to experience it in a whole new way. And I didn't have to respond. It was like a weird thing. I didn't know what to do. It's, it's like, is this normal? Am I allowed to do this? It's like, this is like, what am I, what am I doing? So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's the, the whole, I, I don't know why, I don't know why I went, I went on that one. I can't no, remember but what you said, but very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But um, that, that's like, that is like, that's, that's, that was my experience of, 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 of these emotions. And mm. I guess it was a choice. Again, everything we do is a choice. Mm. So I got, to, I got to choose to respond in that way. And boy, it was a great experience, man. And mm. I, I heavily, I heavily push that people do the same thing. Like take a moment to remember the past times you were sad and remember what happened after that. You know what I'm saying? So like they say that, um, what's the line? Yeah. So what I like to say is whenever I'm upset, I understand it's temporary. Uh, it's sorry, sorry. Let me start again. Um, there's a story about the word. It will pass. Have you heard the it will pass story? No. It will pass is a great story. So Prince EA told the story. He said, a, student went to his teacher angry and upset and telling the teacher i'm pissed off man i don't like these exams are too difficult revising is hard i hate it it's giving me stress it's a nightmare and the teacher looked at him and said it will pass nothing more hmm. the following week the same student went back to the same teacher and completely different energy i'm having a great time in my life revising is so fun it's so easy now i, I i'm passing my exams everything is great i love it hmm. teachers teacher looked at him it will pass there's a beauty in understanding the fact that everything that we experience will pass and something else will come as uh, after it. And that thing will pass as well and something will come after it. So when we feel like shit, understand this, this shit feeling that we have right now, it will pass mm. and f happiness will follow. But even when we are happy, understand that would also pass and something else will follow. Everything will pass. So it's like, it's like almost like be finding enjoyment and, and comfort in the moment. 
mm. and being present. Past and sorry, future does not exist. Present in every single moment exists. So to foster constantly think about this future thing is is a killer. Because I like to focus on now, and I understand this will pass. This will pass, sorry. And the next one will come. The next one will pass, and it's like ever ever comfort in the present moment. Mm. It's a great story. I really liked it. I liked that. When you saw that story, man. Yeah. yeah, that's deep. I think I'm in regards to like these emotions. I think I'm just like um, I don't know. They're kind of secondary to. Okay. My existence yeah, yeah, They're yeah. kind of just like They come and go And they mean Like you said They'll, they'll pass All of these emotions Are kind of just mm. And even when I'm feeling sad I'm not really feeling sad I'm just distracted From what I'm trying to do And then I'll just Focus on what I'm trying to do And then I'm not No longer distracted Do you think these emotions Have an influence on your choices? Somewhat But not Not to the Um it doesn't take me off of what I'm doing. It might just make me, uh, I don't know. For example, you might have had an argument with somebody and they got you in kind of like an angry mode, yeah, because you've had this conversation, yeah, this like this uh, heated discussion, mm-hmm. argument, whatever it is, yeah. And then you're having a conversation with someone else completely different and you're a bit more short with them. As a result of the Yeah So that sort of stuff Will happen But I don't think It will make me Not do What I was gonna do Mm. So So The reason I asked that Is because I wanna I wanna touch on this thing um, That I've been Looking into a lot recently It's really really powerful In my opinion That is And that being The conscious And the subconscious Responses Mm. So I'll explain it In a a, I used a car As um, I used a Tesla Because I need autopilot You know These these manual cars Don't have autopilot um, so the subconscious response is your brain's instant reaction, right? It's the, the like, it's quick. It's like instant. It's whatever's there, whatever's present. The conscious response is your more, like your, your being choosing to do whatever. And it, but it takes a lot, lot longer to access it. So what I, why, my metaphor when it comes to the car thing is, let's say I'm driving, let's say I was knocked out. Sorry, let's say I'm driving, whatever. I'm, I'm conscious, I'm driving, I'm taking over the wheel. And something happens and I'm knocked out. That event that sorry, that event that knocks me out might be an like, argument or it might be whatever. Um, of course I'm using a metaphor. Whilst I'm whilst I'm not present and I'm 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 not driving, the, the subconscious is taking the will, the autopilot is taking the will. So the responding is taking care, is like it's is doing whatever necessary to keep you going, keep you alive, whether it be being angry, whether it be being sad, happy, whatever. And then when you're conscious and ready, you take over the driving. Now you're taking over the subconscious can can be away from it. So an example would be, I have an, ex- I have an argument with someone and they say something disrespectful ever, and my subconscious response is to say something back disrespectful so I can hurt them. And then get, as some time passes, I realise whatever I said to him has no value, there's no point of it. So my kind of goal in life is to make sure my conscious and my subconscious response are, are aligned as much as possible so that when I am in a subconscious event, there is no change between the subconscious and the conscious. I don't know if I explained it in a way. It might be a bit I confusing. think I understand what you're saying. So, like, let's say an example again would be if you if someone says something disrespectful, I know my conscious response would be to, to not give a shit. Mm. So my, I, my, my, my training is to make my subconscious response the same as my conscious response so there is no change. Because mm. the thing is, what the subconscious does, it does whatever is necessary to satisfy the present moment and that leads to regret. Mm. And we don't want no regret. At least I don't want no regret. So that's what kind of where I am. I don't. I'm not too sure if I explain it in, in the best way possible. I understand. But, yeah. I read a book that um, kind of touches on this thing. Yeah, it's called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. I think it's called. Or yeah. it's on the table. Um, 
thinking fast and slow. Yeah, so thinking fast and slow. Is it by Daniel? Daniel Kenneman. But yeah, this book, yeah, basically, all go- it goes deep into the concept of your initial reaction, which would, which can it's somewhat be yeah. um, your subconscious thing, where it's like something happens, you instantly react, mm. versus when you take time to think about it, you do something different. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very, it's an interesting concept. It would be good to be able to align the yeah. two. Something I've realized mm. about the subconscious and the conscious is they have poor communication. One one thing I learned recently is I, so I used to get very caustic, right? The reason why I used to get caustic is because my consci- my conscious knows what's happening. I'm in a car, I'm going to a destination. Mm. But my subconscious is looking at everything passing on the side and like, where are we going? We're not moving, but we're still moving. What's going on? And it's panicking. Mm. And that's why I get caustic because like, there's like this unsta- unbalanced kind of thing. And that's simply because the conscious and the subconscious have part of communication. Mm. The conscious knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. He knows we're in the car, but he doesn't know. Mm. And because they don't, they're not talking to each other, car sickness and, and all these all these things happen so when i say i want to own the, the those responses to be the same i think the thing i'm mainly trying to do is create a barrier between the two people sorry create a bridge between the two people the two mm. consciousnesses to have a better form of communication so that i'm more present self-aware like, like I'm, I'm i'm more aligned and in touch with my brain mm. like i want the left side of my brain and the right side of my brain to be one not two separate mm. entities I do trust my subconscious. Mm. I do trust my ability to handle things. Did you did you always trust, trust your subconscious? I think so. I, th- you, I you, think you, so. You never responded in a way that you regretted later on. Sometimes my subconscious does things that you should have. Yeah, that I should. Yeah, yeah that yeah, I should have done, that. or that I wasn't. You wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done if I had. But then it was good that it happened. Yeah, because yeah. it's like my subconscious is picking up on things that I'm not like consciously aware of. I don't know. There might be like. You might be having a conversation with somebody yeah, and they're giving you like a slight indication that they're about to attack you or something like that. And, your, and yeah. your subconscious is aware of these little slight movements yeah, yeah, they're yeah. making, but your conscious is thinking it's just a normal conversation. Yeah. But then when they lunge in, you, you instantly react because yeah, yeah, yeah. your subconscious was aware, aware of what they were doing anyway. So one thing I learned about a brain, which is a really fascinating thing, the brain is hap- happily sacrificed the body for it to, in order to su- survive. Mm. It will happily break your like like disconnect your limbs or, or i'm going like stop your heart if it if, if if it needs to do that in order to, so the brain does not give a shit about you let's be honest the brain is care. the brain is very selfish it really cares about itself it it, it has a purpose it obviously it has a purpose to move the body and can give you give your body instructions but if shit if shit is the fan that brain will kill your entire body to keep it, it, it working so you that, that example they gave me with the whole like reaction thing that's not you responding that's just your brain protecting itself and it's what and and i think that's why we are naturally um like our brain like our conscious and our subconscious are naturally separate because the brain has a separate goal to you mm. you ha- like like it's natural to shit yourself when you're in a plane about to jump out and skydive it's natural to give like you are aware that you got a parachute or shot to another guy he's experienced whatever you're aware of this stuff but the brain is like Fuck no! <laughs> like this is this is gonna kill me, and I'm I'm I'll do whatever's necessary to to, to stay alive, mm. to the point where some people even faint. Some mm. people go unconscious, and that's, sometimes that's <laughs> enough to, like like cancel the, the skydiving. Mm. So that kind of makes sense why the subconscious and the conscious are separate because the con- subconscious has a completely different agenda to the conscious. Mm. The conscious wants to do crazy and amazing things and 
and be different and kind of going to try dangerous things for di- the conscious, like the subconscious, like fuck no, like I want to be as safe as possible. Mm. I heard a mad story about skydiving the other day, where um, there was some lady and she was an older lady, and um, her son was saying that oh, you need to be more adventurous, you need to start getting out there doing stuff. So he went skydiving. I think he had been quite a few times before, and he invited his mum, and then she, so she come, and then she was strapped onto this guy. And then, long story short, when he pulled out the par- pulled the thing, yeah, the, the both of the he had like one parachute that came out, and then it didn't deploy properly, and it just started going down the spiral. And he had an emergency one, put that one out, and that one didn't deploy properly either. So they just basically dropped right to the floor. Wow. And whilst they were dropping, he told her lift your knees up. So she went into a ball, and he kind of just wrapped himself around her, and then he just landed on the floor, and she survived. Wow! But he's like permanently disabled, and she oh, wait, but wouldn't he be dead? I'm not gonna hide. It's a mad. That's what I'm saying. It's a mad story, but it's actually a real story. Like us, the actual guy. He's like he's in a wheelchair. He's just never gonna be the same again. Somehow he survived. I think because the parachutes were, even though they didn't deploy properly, they still somewhat uh, dampened the fall. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just like instant. Plus, plus he landed muscle on his back, and he had yeah. like obviously the bag bag as well. Yeah, so he took most of the impact, and she was fine because yeah. like it was like two barriers of. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's but that's crazy, man. I bet you won't be trying to do yeah. that again, man. One thing, I, one thing I kind of discovered recently about the whole, like I was, I was talking to a friend of mine, man, recently, uh, and we kind of got into the topic of parachute. And I thought, you know what, yeah, if you jump out of a plane with a parachute, right, and you try to deploy it, and you realize it's not working, and you realize you're gonna die, that space between realizing that and hitting the floor must be the most peaceful. Like, like that, that would be like. The most most peaceful you ever become because you at that moment in time, you realize there you have no responsibility ever. Like you have no responsibility, like nothing. You don't have to think about anything for the rest of your life. Rest of your life for is it like thirty seconds. But like there is nothing that you have no nothing to think of other than the fact that th- this is my time. And it will be like I think, like in life, we must strive to reach, reach that level of peace between <laughs> realizing that you're gonna die and actually dying and have that moment of like ten seconds, whatever. Mm. That's that's like that's fascinating to me. I imagine that would be terrifying. It'll be. I think at first it'll be terrifying. Like, have you have you seen the Will Smith? Um, the thing that Will Smith was talking about when it comes to parachuting and whatnot. No. He said that. So when you when you go parachuting, they do your training and they take you up and then they they push. They they say one, we go on three and do one and then they push you on two. And he said that, um, at first you're shitting yourself, you're scream wherever, but then after a couple of seconds you just become more. You realize the horizon looks beautiful and where you are is like it's an amazing space and he said that once you reach the highest point of fear is where you reach the most most peaceful sense of peace it's not until you hit that hit that that level of fear that that's beyond what you've ever experienced before is when you realize i'm actually comfortable i'm fine like i like not shitting yourself and screaming is natural it's a natural response it's, a, it's like a, like we said the subconscious trying to protect itself mm. but it's not until you reach that you go past that you break through the wall of fear that you then find yourself in a space of this comfort and relaxation and it was the most beautiful experience you probably ever will with the whole like the sun and the sunset horizon and the planet so it's, it's, it's fascinating like the how in order to achieve a certain level of like in order to achieve this you must do the opposite to the extreme to achieve the thing that you want to achieve mm. it's fascinating to me. is it something you'd be interested in doing fuck no <laughs> <laughs> bro i've had Many a people tell me that, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. You should come. Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah, me I'll, neither. I'll do the indoor one. The indoor one looks kind of fun. Mm. You're going to open one up in the, in the O2, the indoor skydiving, but outdoors, you must have lost your mind. 
Mm. Not now, at least. No, I'm, I'm 22. Give me maybe 10, <laughs> 10, 15 years, and I might just not care. But you about don't it. mind. Yeah. Like if I, if, 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 if just like I, I've always, I've always said to, to to myself and many people, I said I would love to, like I would, I would hate to die in a boring way. Mm. I think one of the best ways to die is decapitation. Any form of decapitation is one of the best ways to die. I don't know. This is a really cool way to die, man. Like imagine getting decapitated by a train or by a guillotine or something like that. I think that'd be a really like I don't want to die in a boring way. I think the best way to die is. When you've achieved so much, yeah. No, 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 I'm, off. I'm saying actually, like, what's the thing that kills you, bro? Like, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I just uh, who cares at that point? It's uh, like I you've do, done man. everything you want to do. Yeah, it's like you. Who cares if you die in a boring way? The I do. F- I do. <laughs> the, well, I do. I want to. I want to die in a cool. I want to die. I want to. You want the story to be cool after you're gone. You want people to say, "Oh, it was a cool story." Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. Going I don't out know. in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, bro. Mm. I don't know. I've always, I've always, I've always like been attracted to like, like. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? I've always been attracted to dumb shit done in a cool way. Mm. Like, no one thinks about the way of dying. No one thinks about, oh, dying being, like, a cool thing. That's why I come in. <laughs> like, I would love to die in a sick way, like, decapitation or on a full of a, of a helicopter or a plane or on going out in... I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird Riding thing. a motor back into a brick wall or something. Yeah, that's lit, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just played a game. What's that game? Dumb Ways to Die. Mm. that one? Yeah, that's, that, was a, that was a good game. Mm. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to die in a fun way. Hey... But um, yeah, I got some questions for you that I wanted to get through. How do you feel about a fully automated world? Fully automated in terms of like, like S- technological advance. In terms of you go to the supermarket, there's no stuff. You just pick up your E1. It takes the money out of your account. Like Amazon Fresh. Like Amazon kind Fresh, like, but yeah. everything's like Amazon Fresh. And um, You're not going to like my answer, man. Go on. <laughs> I'm pro Neuralink, bro. Yeah, I'm pro. <laughs> I, I'm on it, man. I think Neuralink is sensational. I think I'm pro Neuralink and I'm pro augmented reality. Okay. I think those things are sensational, man. Would you live in the metaverse? Would I live in a metaverse? No, that's different. That's artificial reality. That's different. Okay, isn't that augmented? No, aug- augmented is so augmented is adjusting real life. Artificial okay. is like is VR. Essentially, artificial is VR, where you're in a different, complete different space of like virtual space and you don't like that yeah but argument is like when like a contact lens or a pair of glasses like shows you the weather or shows you directions somewhere that kind of stuff it shows you like you see mm. what exists it's just added adds more it augments your reality mm. it's not artificial i think augmented is lit i think that's amazing i mm. love to like have a pair of glasses or have sign the back of my head just to kind of give me like oh, what's the weather today and it comes out just on the left side of my eye or mm. I want to go to like, well, I've been having many a uh, problem with Google Maps recently, man. So mm. if I can have like lines on the floor that shows me the way I'm going to go, I think that's fucking lit. Mm. I've, I've been, I've always been like pro technology. I've always loved technology. Would you trade your human arms for bionic arms? What, like cyber, cyberpunk? Whatever. You know what's that? I don't know. I don't know. Like I've seen that game, but yeah, I haven't yeah. played it. Um, yeah, you just, uh, so cyberpunk is the world that you're describing right now. Hypothetically, if yeah. there was a way that you could go and have an operation, they would cut your arms off mm. and put better arms on. Better in what sense? They're stronger. They um, you you they're indestructible. Something like that. You can pick up like a. You're talking to someone that's a big fan of Marvel, bro. You, would you do that? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but like, you have to think about it practically. What's would you psychology? actually get your arm cut but, off but and put another arm on? Here's the thing: once, like, you you walk into the surgery, you go, you, they probably put you under, right? Like, what's the difference between waking? Like, the only difference you still have an arm. It may not be your authentic arm, but it's still an arm. It still feels like once they've 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 learned to kind of advance technology to the point where they can actually make an arm that has nerves and you can feel things. So it's basically the same shit. It's this is better. Would you do it? Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> assuming assuming what I'm saying is correct, like mm. assuming like it is like if it's a significant difference where you don't feel like no arm, it feels like like a tentacle sign. Cool. Then well, the it, thing is, it probably feel like an arm. It's always there's always gonna be developments. So even if you got the best phone now mm. in a certain amount of years it's going to be like a relic of the past it's going to look like it doesn't even is that even a phone you just upgrade your arm just take, take it out you would have to yeah. you'd have to continuously upgrade your arm because it would always be out of date you'd get it and then after a certain amount the of time the very cost of having an out of date arm is mm. sensational to me i think with that i think it, it depends one thing that, that that really that will probably just like amend my answer would be what kind of world do i live in am i the only one that has this was it normalized? People have it, but it's expensive. And oh yeah, I would never pay for it. Just make that clear. So you'd be the guinea pig then that gets it for free. Ooh. Nah, but I ain't no guinea pig. <laughs> well, then you'd have nah, to pay yeah, for it yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think if it, if it serves a purpose, like if it, like when you asked that question, you didn't imply that there was payment involved. Like, <laughs> like I have to do something to get it. No, this mm. is like they offer it to you. Yes or no? If, Let's say it's as expensive as getting a brand new phone. So you could just get some so, brand new arms, it, but yeah. there's levels, isn't it? You can get a phone that's worth like yeah, just a couple grand, or you can get a phone that's worth like two hundred pounds. I have to pay monthly for my arm. Yeah. If, I, if I don't pay, as stops working. Yeah, <laughs> that's the I problem with automated cars as well, because that's what I was yeah. saying about the automated world is, if you just stop paying your pay- car payment, yeah. they can just shut it off, or if you get into a bit of a bump, they can just shut it off, or with, so if with, there's a lockdown, hmm. they can just. So with an automated world. Um, and I, I think this is how it'll probably work. It'll come to a point where you don't have the comfortability to do whatever you want, whatever you want with your finances. It's just you, you serve a purpose in this world to for it to continue. And as a result of that, you get a certain amount, which is goes straight to, like you, like if it's like a thing where, like let's say, let's say I, I, I do a job. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, or whatever. If I work ten hours a week, I have this much to play with and to get these subscriptions or whatever. If I want another subscription for another thing, like a, like on a, a Neuralink thing or whatever, another whatever, I just work an extra five hours. It's not a thing where I have the freedom to spend more money on different things. It's just you work, and, I could, and depending on how much you work and what, what value you add to the world, you we have access to these peripheral things and whatnot. Mm. It's not like a thing where we have freedom to do whatever we want in finances. And kind do of, you like the idea of that? It's weird to ask that question. From the person I am and from what I experience, and like now that I've experienced this world, I'm a fan of this world. <laughs> it's weird because like, I'm a fan of this world and, and, and I would love to experience... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you a question with a question here. Ask this question to so many people and it says a lot about the person. So, you have the opportunity to spend 500... Sorry, you have the opportunity to spend a week 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past. One week, you should get to choose one of them too and you go back to, to, to today. Which and I can't to? die. Ah uh, yeah, I don't. So I love, so I love asking you a question because I knew you were gonna give me something like that. Can you die? Uh, you have to protect yourself. Uh, no, you can die. I can if you die. just do something stupid. Yeah. Hmm. It makes it very very difficult because five hundred years in the past, it's probably a high chance I'll die. <laughs> What's that? Because where am I going to be? What in London? Or you get to choose. You can go. You can go to five hundred years. A lot of things were going on. It was like it, yeah. was, it was well. It was. The slavery stuff was like a you're, you're, main thing. But you're not someone that was born and raised in that society. You're someone from the future kind of thing. So you, you like, you know, like you, you, your intelligence, like your intelligence is on the same level as like a simple, t- like as a, sorry, your intelligence is the same level as like a scientist back then. Because of what is normal for you today is what scientists are first discovering back then. 
But it didn't matter if you was intelligent or not. They were having human barbecues back then. They were just grabbing man and throwing man onto a barbecue. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I probably go in the future, just I, not to die. <laughs> well, I can't like, there's probably even chance of you dying in the future. Yeah. Because there'll be like diseases in there that we haven't figured out the solution to. And they'll cool. probably kill anybody who hasn't got the chip or the barcode on the back of your head right, or whatever it is. Like, the dying thing with like, the t- yeah, you, you can't, can't die. die. You can't die, cool. Okay, awesome. Like, okay, so if you can't die, yeah. Enhance my question. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason, uh, before you answer, and mm. give some time to think about it as well. The reason why I ask this question is it says a lot about a person. Because mm. what people tend to forget is the fact that you come back to here. Mm. People's focus, they put so much focus on the fact that which one they're going to go to that they forget that they're going to go there, spend a week there and come back today mm. with what they have obtained. Mm. What we know about the past is, like they said, is 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 his story. He tells the story. I'm saying, so wherever, whoever won, tells so we don't know what happened to the person that lost. Mm. Feel me? So what, what happened in the past, we don't know until you go there and experience yourself. And when it comes to the future, you're going to go to live in a, in a society that's advanced beyond our belief. You're going to come back to this boring ass world that we live in now mm. with that knowledge. It's like, that's, 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 to me, that says a lot about the person I'm talking to. Mm. So go on, what's your answer? I think I would like to go back in, in the past. Okay. One, because I can't die. And two, because anything I do in the past will affect my when I come back here versus if I go in the future no. whatever I do is not going to affect nothing no nah, nah, no we're not doing that we're not doing that that's, <laughs> that's some that's some that's some paradox but that's a paradox but we can't are you familiar with the grandfather paradox if you go back in time to kill your granddad your granddad would have never given birth to your dad who so would never have given birth to you for you to go back to kill your grand mm. it's a paradox and it? it's not going to work so but I could bury something in it in a particular location and I can go and unbury it. But if no, I'm saying because it's not it's not about the actual action itself. I'm saying if if you doing something in the past will have an effect on your timeline in the future, then just like like if like it doesn't matter what you do, that whole concept can't work if there is a paradox, which is the grandfather paradox. Which means it doesn't matter what you do if there is like you know what I'm saying like if you, if you kill yourself, your grandfather, you won't exist. If that exists, then it means you can't do that. That how, that whole theory doesn't exist. It can't work. So It'll be a another stipulation to the question is that I can't do anything that would affect. If I go in the past, I can't do anything you, you, that would affect yeah. today. So you're, you're creating. So it's you're, you're purely creating, for visual. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's like I'm just it's, going it's, to look yeah, at yeah, it basically. So you're creating an extra. Uh, What's it? You're creating a, another timeline where you experience it for a week and you go back to your current timeline with the knowledge and the experience that you have. So and it's just purely visual. Yeah, it's, it's visual experiencing. But I can't actually do anything that would affect. The world. It would affect the world, just it wouldn't affect your individual timeline. Okay, so then that then I'd go back in the past. If I can affect the world, then I'd go back in the past. But you would not you would not live to, to see the fruits of your labor. Because Why wouldn't you, I? so the way it works, it would be a multiverse type situation, isn't it? So what it would be is I'll create like a line here, yeah. So this is your timeline, this is your life, right? This is when you're born, when you die, right now. What you'll be doing is you'll be going back five hundred years and living a completely different life for a week. And then coming back to this timeline. So, so this, this timeline can't affect that timeline. No, this will be its own timeline, whatever happening. And you just come back to this one. Like it will be it will be as if you left right now, spent a week there and it came back literally to this moment in time. Okay. And nothing's changed. So if I can't change nothing in my timeline. It, it's simply, the question is simply. What do I want to see? What do you want to see? So yeah. Only expose yourself to okay. your experience. So if it's it. purely visual, it's just what do I want to see? I'd rather see the future. Okay. I just want to see what's going on in the future because. Yeah. Who cares about what's going on in the past? It has no real. That's insane. But no, no, it, that's that's the, that's why it says a lot about the person. Mm. So now, like, have this, this is a great conversation. But I love I love this whole what you, how you're taking it. 
you, your thing is the first response is I want to make, make a change to the world. I want to improve the world. I want to, I want to make it like mainly music. selfishly though. Not yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah I do want to make my enough. thing better. But um, so that's your first thing. It's like I want to. Where can I benefit? And that's why you want to go to the past. And if you can't have that benefit, then you will probably go to the future. Yeah, I know many people that rather go to the past simply why? because they want to know what actually happened. Again, what I say is his story. Whoever won the war, whoever won the battle, tells the story. Mm. All our books could be fake, for all we know. Mm. So there are people who are fascinated by the past and are unsatisfied with the books that are here today that tells us the stories. So they want to go there and live it. And but it's the it. time. Five hundred years is not enough. It's not interesting to me. I, I don't care what happened five hundred years ago. Like as far as yeah. I know. So what? What time period would you would you be interested? To I would like to see when they were building the pyramids. I think that'd be awesome. When was that? That was like it's debatable. It's like it's not even it's not even a fact. Like they say that um the Sphinx and stuff like that, yeah, is like dated back to like a ridiculous amount of time, like thirty thousand years ago, because there's like water erosion on it. And it's like there hasn't been water there since about yeah. that long ago. And it's like there, there's no records. The earliest documented human history is twelve thousand years ago, and that's the Sumerians. So I would like to maybe see what they were doing, the, the earliest documented human history, or even further before that, to see when like the like Sphinx and the pyramids were built. I want to see what was humans doing before they documented their existence. Okay, I, th- I think yeah, I think the question is very limiting with the, the number, but mm. five hundred yeah. years is not that interesting to me yeah. because I I'm fairly certain that there was such a thing as slavery and. Yeah. There was such a thing as like this uh, slave trade thing, and it just doesn't seem like an interesting time to live in. What you've done, if you, you now now, because I ask this question regularly, mm. you know, now you've just changed the question. Now it's like it's not five hundred years. It's would you any time period in the past, or any time period in the future, which mm. would you choose, kind of thing. Now you've kind of readjusted my whole question, which I'm kind of pissed off about. But <laughs> is what it is. That's, that's a great, that's a quick thing. That's just that's yeah. just how I feel about the question. But no, it's, it's, it's a good question. Yeah, though. it's a great answer as well. Thank you. So for. you said that you was going to. Answer a question that I asked you. I can't even remember the question I asked you, but you said he's going to answer it with a question, which yeah. was this question. Yes. Do you remember what? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I knew we were going to go on a I know. I know the um, initial question was the fully automated. Um, yeah, well, I live in a fully automated. World. So yeah, so um, I'm yeah, so, so I'm 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 pro Neuralink. I'm pro technological advancement. I've always been interested in technology. I love where it's going, and also. So the reason for Neuralink, the reason for um, enhancing a human um, and its brain capabilities, what they say is it's our attempt to battle artificial intelligence. You're familiar with ChatGPT. You're familiar with the advancement of... of I've been watching I've been watching these really funny fucking things here mm. where they will have... Because you can do voice changes now, innit? Yeah. To sound like anyway. Like the deep seeing, fake like, stuff, innit? Yeah, the deep fake for voices and deep mm. fake for faces. Well. But they've been doing like... It's like these memes, jokes, things, innit? Where they'll have like, like a PS4 party with like Donald Trump and like the Queen and Barack Obama, whatever, and they fucking chat shit to each other. It's, mm. it, to me, it's hilarious. But that's us is artificial intelligence, right? Mm. That's like that, that 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 is what will take over the the, the society, the, the world, if we do not match its its advancements. If we keep being like, what really being honest, like in terms of human evolution, what more are we going to be able to do other than what we have right now? Like the, the next next step to our evolution is to mm. enhance the brain to form a more powerful capability, which is Neuralink, because the brain is like an electrical device, and it's almost like software updating the brain to like a bigger and better um, capability range. But what they're doing is that that's what that's how you com- combat against artificial intelligence I by don't maintaining think so. its main, an equal. You don't think mm. so? No? I I think this is like. Do you know about John D. Rockefeller? 
So he's one of the most successful humans to have ever existed in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically owned the biggest oil company ever, uh, Esso, okay. um, Standard Oil. And he basically monopolized the whole thing. He, he bought out every other oil company and basically became the oil guy. So he was making more money than anyone could imagine, yeah. And his family are still running things now. Like they, that's like one of the, they're like the elites, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? But bottom line, yeah. He one of his, he was like a very strategic person. So if you're into like power and business and strategy, he's a good guy to study. But one of his strategies, yeah, to 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 take over the world, basically, yeah, was that he had a company called Standard Oil. And people were starting to realize the kind of chokehold that he had everyone in and where they couldn't do anything. They, the only way they could get oil was through him because he owned so much stuff. He owned like all the railways. He owned yeah. like everything basically. Yeah. And so what he done is he created a second company that their marketing point yeah, was we're not standard oil. We're, we're against standard oil. Isn't it? Mm. So loads of people started to support that second company because they stopped. They wanted to stop giving him money. But yeah, but he owned both of them. And this is exactly what I think is happening with this okay. idea of Neuralink and AI. It's like the guys who own Neuralink own AI and they're basically saying, oh, like the only way to stop AI yeah. is if we get yeah. Neuralink. Yeah, I get that. It's just a, but it's, it, 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 here's the thing though, is, is that makes a lot of sense mm. um, in that context of like they're, them owning both companies. But the thing, the only difference between AI and, and, and oil brother is artificial intelligence. What does that mean? It means intelligence that can learn by itself and become separate of its owners. That's what it is. Yeah, so but I don't I don't believe that. But everything's theoretical until mm. it's proven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that like if 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 it was possible, the theory would be this advanced this uh, AI thing mm. would be able to self-learn. Like that's that's what a lot of like that's what a lot of these um IT guys are looking towards like in, a, in an advanced level. They're looking to teach something to teach itself. Mm. Once you can achieve that, then well, we're, we're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. Asia Ultron type shit. Like it starts learning within itself, it starts understanding itself, and I guess the only way to combat that is one Neuralink and two. Have you heard of the three laws of robotics? No, I need to put. I think that. I have. In yeah. X McKenna, they said so, that film. Something they like said that, something yeah. about. I don't know if I've seen it, but like essentially, mm. they say that it, given a situation where we were to, to develop robots that are self-aware and mm. and, and can self-learn, they must have this programming in them at all times, which is. Um, I'm paraphrasing in it, but I think the first one is a robot should never allow, uh, hurt a human. A robot should never allow a human to come to harm by inaction, unless it conflicts with the first one. And a, a robot should never allow itself to be harmed or destroyed unless it conflicts with the first and second rules. And as long as you have those in the in the in the system and it's deep in their foundation where they can't mm. go against it, then it will be fine. But a self-aware and a self-learning robot can probably override that shit anyway. So it's, 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 again, it's a theory, but it's a very mm. scary theory that can be very possible with just like, well, advanced technology is not advancing in like, it's doubling in its advancements every year. It doubles in how advanced it gets, which means it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster. Mm. I see, but I, I truly believe in my lifetime, I will see some of the craziest science, science fictional things mm. um, come to come to fruition in my lifetime. Potentially, potentially. Definitely. It may happen, but I have a voice in the back of my head saying, this is another is one. Neuralink talking. Yeah, maybe it's already going there. But this is this is like another one of this another global scam. Yeah. I yeah. think there's been several global scams throughout but human you don't history. Know which is which. And yeah, so one of them I think is like NASA. I think that's like a global scam. I think 
Do you know how much trillions and trillions of dollars, yeah, and you and British pounds and stuff was going towards this mm. supposed space race yeah. to get to the moon? And then as soon as they yeah. done it, it was uh, don't worry about it, don't worry about the money. It's all so you sorted. You think it was it was fake? I don't know what happened. All I know, yeah, is that 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 was a huge scam, isn't it? I, yeah. In my opinion, yeah, that's not even that I know. This is just an opinion. I think that was a global you scam. Yeah. I think that was a global scam. I also think this global warming thing is another global scam mm-hmm. where it's like you've got the most developed countries being suppressed so they can't do, make any more economic growth. Mm. But then all of the other countries are allowed to just do whatever they want to do. Yeah, And supposedly yeah. the the best, like the countries, the Western world, yeah, is not allowed to develop themselves anymore. They're, they got all these sanctions, every everything they do, yeah, they yeah. have to pay loads of money. It's just, to me, it's just a scam. It's another global scam. Leo, Leo says something that's really interesting mm. and there's another thing that I saw in, on, on Insta that, that really interests me as well. What Leo said was, what if global warming is a natural part of a, of a, of a planet cycle? It probably is. Because what they say is, because we, we're, we're moving in rotation around the sun, right? But every every year we get a little bit closer to the sun, a little bit closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. Eventually, that's, that kind of makes sense to me, like the world the globe is warming because it's getting closer to the sun kind of thing. I could be trying to I'm not too sure about the science, but I, I think that's it. That's that. The second thing I saw on Insta was this guy said something really fucking crazy. And if you want to clip this, clip it, but it's going to get cancelled instantly. He said the best way to kill as many animals as possible is to become a vegan. Yeah, I put that up uh, recently. Sorry, yeah? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, and mm. The best way to to to, um, to put as much diesel and gas into the air is to drive electric cars. Because mm. for you to create a car, you need to take a country, this country and that country to the batteries. I'm saying you, you in just because you want to feel good about yourself with the whole making the world a better place. Mm. You're fucking it up. So mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I think we're, we're overdoing it with the whole like global warming and. Yeah. And to me, yeah, it's, it's, it's like something that's very important about this global warming thing is how long have they been documenting the temperature? I think yeah. it's about, I think the earliest records are like 200 years or something. Yeah. And it's like, what do you know about the global condition in 200 years? It's like, for all you know, every 2000 years, it changed, it gets a bit warm and know. then it goes, but it's like, there's no, it hasn't been studied for long enough to be taking this amount of money from the taxpayer. Yeah, it's yeah. like basically it's a scam. Well, you know, you know what's crazy about about science here. Science. The more you look into science, the more you realize how little we know about the universe. The more you look into like 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 how like, you know I say universe is like the bigger thing, but even our planet as a whole, like we don't we know we barely know what's what's it like eighty percent of the ocean. We don't know what's what's down there. Yeah, more 80%. than that. I think ninety percent. Ninety percent of the yeah. ocean. We've been about for how many how many years? About two thousand whatever so years, and we don't know nothing's going on. That makes that's you know what they say. It's probably been a, like had a lot longer than that. Saying, but like this is our planet. Let, we we know what's going on in, in Alpha Centurion Seven B. Where we don't know shit. That's what they say. We know, yeah, but I'm we saying, don't know shit. But but we don't know our own planet. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's like the more you look into science and and these discoveries, and you realize we don't know nothing. We barely scratch the surface of our planet, let alone the universe, let alone the galaxy or the solar So system. that being said, if you if you're aware of that, then how can you confidently say that we know anything about space or that it wasn't a scam to just take loads of money from the taxpayers? I think it's Schrodinger's cut. Huh? I think I think it's Schrodinger's cut. For me, because I don't know not enough and about it, it is both a scam and not a scam until I know for a fact and I don't think I'm ever gonna know, so I get to choose which I wanna believe. Yeah, and I for assume me, that me, yeah. the most likely yeah. was it um Occam's razor or something, yeah. It's yeah. like a line of thinking where it's like the most likely thing yeah. is probably what it is. Yeah, I'm not thinking else don't give a shit because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be exposed to it enough mm. to, to it's not it's not making it's not affecting me enough for me to actually care. So mm. like 
I just choose to believe what I like to believe. I like to watch Neil deGrasse Tyson space videos. So that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And the whole scam thing, I'm just going to avoid as much as possible. <laughs> it, uh, the more I think about it, the more I get stresses. Honestly, mm. yeah, it doesn't stress me out. It just, it just, it seems like one of these things where it's like someone's trying to pull the wool over your eyes, and I'm just trying yeah. to just live my life. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um, some more questions for you. I'm, I'm definitely. <laughs> I got, I got some answers for you. Okay, cool. By the way, you know um, when I told you about the whole one hand is hot, one hand is cold. Yeah, I got it it's right happening now. now. Another, another <laughs> scary. I, um, maybe it's uh, when you think about the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot, so it makes a lot of sense, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's the the Neuralink that they put yeah, in while you're sleeping. Well, <laughs> well, they're gonna put a chip like, right here, and they're gonna stop putting chips like, in this. You want that? Uh, depends on what it does and what, how it benefits me. I asked um, Leo. He said he's he's up for it. He wants it because we already have. Well, can I can I, can I explain something to you? Like Go he on. probably explained to you already. And I'll give you another way of looking at it. Here's the thing about this chip and this whatever. Yeah, for stars, we already have it. Okay. You have it on the table right there. My one's over there. My one's over here. I was like, we already have the information that they need from us. They have it already. It's just a thing of what, like we focus on the things that benefit us more than what it than, than doesn't, right? Like this is convenient for me because I get to look at my notifications. I get to answer phone calls. I can see my, tra- but what is it also doing? They know, Apple know where I am 24 seven, every single day. As long as you keep a device with you. And I always do. But you have an option of not. If yeah. it's in your body, you have no option. You have to actually have a surgery to remove it. Yeah. But I, I'm surrounded by technology, so even by like I have it there by choice. Like I have, I have all these all these technologies on me. But like my phone is always on me. My watch. I like options. In my yeah. opinion, freedom is options. If, uh, freedom, freedom is bullshit, man. If you freedom if you want freedom, scary, yeah. you like to have freedom is to have options. Mm. It's like when you streamline things, where it's like you don't have the option. That's but so that's so one the can problem. Argue, one can argue freedom is an illusion. And it is up to what we think. So I, f- I, I can say that freedom to me is having the neural link in my brain. So that because w- so what the neural link is 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 just to explain it to those who don't know. Essentially, it's like re the brain is the first ever electronic device because it's constantly shooting out neurons, electrons, whatever, all over your body. It's essentially what it does. It does what a CPU does on a PC. It doesn't do anything. It just sends out instructions. And your body, body just does what it's told to do, right? That's an interpretation of it. Am I, am I, what, what do you think? What is it? What do you think it is? That what what the brain is? Mm. I just I don't think that it that's the explain. I don't think that's an accurate explanation of it. I feel oh, like it, I feel like it's as low resolution, yeah, as saying that your eyes are basically like a camera. Your eyes are not like a camera. They they don't even process like with cameras process things in pixels. Mm. Eyes don't process anything in pixels. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was, I was, I used the CPU thing as like just a. Do uh, fair, most people don't even understand how CPUs work in it, so it's kind of counterproductive. But um, the way it's essentially what what the point I'm trying to make is the brain is an electronic device. It uses electricity to kind of work, right? So what the Neuralink thing does, it enhances it, it makes it better to the point where someone who has a, a, a disability in their legs, they can literally like reconnect the new the, the the nervous system for it to start working again. So what you're doing, you're bringing someone from here to about here, which is considered normal. Now, my thing is, how can you bring someone from here to here? Now, this is this to me can be considered freedom because now I have freedom to do more things with just a thought. But more if can, you if you can control it yourself, mm. if there's if you're not linked to like some motherboard where they can control you, then there's no yeah. problem. Yeah, that's fine. But they can always control you. Let's be honest. But we live in a technological world, bro. Every, like we, we, from when we're moving away from cash, uh, cash, uh, cash, we're moving towards a cashless society. I hope we never have a cashless society. We, let's be honest. We fucking. Do you know why? Because we can't monitor cash. They can't monitor cash. They can monitor. And that's numbers. a good thing to it's me. It's a great thing to you. And I, I, I'm with you. I think. I think. 
I would like to have more freedom in that. But what we need to understand is we don't run the world. And those that do run the world are the ones that choose what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. Bro, I, 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 this place is that my masseuse the other day told me that she wanted to pay for a meal. She said, do we really take, accept card? I said, I don't have cash. So if I get the food for free or, 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 or I don't know what I'm doing for you, but I don't have cash for you. Eventually, so I don't have card for you. Eventually they accepted the cash. But we're living, we're moving to a world that does card only. And that applies to everything else in terms of technology. Like we're moving to a world that's, that's heavily relied on technology to the point where even if you want to be as incognito as possible, they're still going to know. Because, yeah, but the, the point is, yeah, it's like as there are, as time's going on, there's more and more things that are taking away options, taking away mm. freedoms, yeah. But do you just bend over and let them do it, do the everything? Or do you say, no, this is similar to what we started the conversation with, where it's like some people just want to go along and get along. Yeah. And if the world is saying, okay, we want to take away all your freedoms and you, we want you to be fully controllable. And most people are going to be going along to get along. But then there's going to be people who are like, no, I'm not having it. Like, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, for example, even though there's people who are doing up this whole cashless thing, there's also people who are stockpiling gold. Yeah. There's people who, they're not, they see what's, where it's going and they're just buying more and more gold yeah. or silver or whatever, precious metals. And there's people who are leaving the country. There's people who have decided that what's going on here is not right and they don't like the direction it's going in. I, th- I think it's more of like a thing where, for start, they're not going to just come out tomorrow and say Neuralink here, everyone do it. It's like it's like a slow process of like let's just tickle, let's just like tickle them a little bit with this thing, and then that's how phones be- created, became a thing. Like a lot of people, when phones start coming out, were like, I get like, what the hell is this phone thing? I'm not, I don't want a phone to carry wherever they was going to work. That's what they are. But now you can't, like you, you can't find someone without a phone nowadays. It's, it's even hard. And and I say that to say that it's not like you say it's bending over and just doing what they're told, doing doing what they tell you to do, but they're not going to, again, like I said, they're not going to tell you what to do. They're going to show you what you can have access to and show you what you're missing. And you're going to make the choice of like, oh, you know, I like it because it is. Most people will, as yeah, this yeah. is my point, most yeah. people will agree with that. And that's why I say most people are going to go along to get along. They're not going to realize that it's a scam and they're being no, some, tricked no, some, into no, something. Some people will know it's a scam and they're still going to do it because it's like, uh, at least I get these benefits. Yeah. Just, and then it, some it, people are going to be like, I'm not doing that. And, what, and the thing is, those people that say I'm not going to do it, I want to ask What I want to ask is Those who were against Having a mobile phone Where are they today? The phones have been about For how long? No longer than 20 years So A lot of these people Would have been Older people Or something isn't it? You can say You can argue that, yeah. So there are older people Who don't They still don't use phones Like that And But as time goes on There's less and less people Who don't use phones um, They have Everyone had house phones Yeah yeah um, That's what I'm saying like, Those people They are The, the minority yeah, but they're already the minority. My point is that they're even in the beginning, there's like 90 something percent of people who are go along to get along anyway. Mm. So it's like, it's only a small percentage yeah, of yeah. people who are, so they're always going to so be the minority. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. And I think the minority is shrinking, which is what, what my point which was earlier. Point, yeah. It's like, it, I, yeah, it's getting sense, less and yeah, less. I get, no, now that you've kind of switched on to something that I'm a bit more passionate about, it makes sense that the minority is shrinking and most people are just, like you say, go along to get along. It makes a lot of sense now. I it's think just, that's yeah. what's going on And It's like even if you look at um, Something that this is a bit off topic But it's still the same sort of principle um, Back in the day Traditional values were what it was Everyone believed in traditional values As time's gone on As the media influence And all of these different ideas And you've got celebrities promoting a different lifestyle And you've got 
TV programs promoting it, and you got like all these birth control, you got all this whatever, all this other stuff, yeah. Less and less people even think traditional values even make sense. People talk about that as if it's oppressive now. They talk as like as though like I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and I was saying all I want to do is look after my missus and have like build a build a family where I can look after my children and that sort of stuff. And they and they were making a point that. That's like a rigid way of seeing things. You should be more flexible. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You might have a kid and then you just, you don't want to be with them anymore. You want to be with someone else, that sort of stuff. And it's, it's like that, that narrative is so prevalent now, but it wasn't a thing back in the day. Back in the day, talking like that, yeah, you'd be seen as someone who's got no discipline, yeah, yeah. someone who's got no type of duty or responsibility in your life. But yet now, if you're talking about you want to have like a traditional setup, you're looking like some sort of caveman. So the minority... It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. What used to be the majority is now just yeah thinning out. I, I still, this thing, I, 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 now that you said it in that way, and I, I understand it a lot more. But I do still believe in my point of the whole like a lot of people today have become more like they become awoke and the third eye is opening and they're gonna get me more aware of 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 the. But woke, oh, oh, I think, oh. is another scam. I think woke is no, going along with what they want you woke to. Woke has been. Molded into this BS definition that that isn't actually his original definition. Essentially, woke is like being so aware of what's happening and and like not being conditioned to to follow. Then again, that could be yeah, like I said, that could be part of the scam as well. So yeah, it's like it's all these things are going on. It could be this, it could be that. Like it's so much complicated kind of mathematics. You have to go. I just want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and most people do, and that's the thing. That's why not to go along. Yeah, mm, yeah. they just want to be yeah. left alone. They just want to live their life, yeah. even if they have differences of opinion. They want to say it in their house with their friends and they don't want to no one to know what they're saying. But that's why I'm, I'm here. So mm. like, I could say it to as many people as possible on camera. <laughs> hey, all right, cool. I've got another question for you. Hit me up, man. All right, I've got two two questions for you. Yeah. One that's a bit lighthearted and one that's on along the same path. What, what do you want to hear first? Uh, it's just on the lighthearted. Just give me, give right. me a lighthearted one, yeah. Do you have any texting rules? What do you think about texting rules? So this, this is the concept of you know when you get a text from somebody and it's like you feel like oh I can't respond instantly or something along them lines. How do you? You picked do your... the perfect time to ask this question because I've recently become single in it. So now okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into that world in it. Mm. Just, just texting random girls and shit like that. It's a nightmare. <laughs> well, I've been away from it for like I've been like nine months and shit. I've been away from that from that world and I forgot how tedious it is. So many people are dead, bro. Mm. Um, texting rules. Uh, I be- you know yeah. Here's a, here's a really interesting thing here. Yeah? I believe there were texting rules in the cops. So I'm going to speak specifically for women and my relationship with women. I don't really have much with um, with my colleagues and my work people. Mm. I'm saying like obviously women I'm trying to attract. Like dating and stuff yeah. like that. So my thing, so I believe there was like a thing where you have to, you don't respond instantly or you just share the same energy as them, whatever. But I've gone to the point here, but I'll be real, where I'm, if I'm sitting from my phone and I sent I sent a message to someone, I don't know, like an hour ago, whatever, she hasn't replied yet. And I'm on my phone doing something else and she replies and I can see the reply before I open it. I'm like, the way my brain works, I'm inst- I instantly think of a joke as a response, mm. and I and I was like, you know what? Someone would respond with like multiple messages, but the first one is what the joke that I want to make is related to. So I have to kind of get in there before they send the second one, and I'm like, <laughs> I reply in minus two seconds. Mm. That's where I am right now. I was like, I just don't give a shit no more. So you respond instantly, even if, if, if they've I, left you on red for if, ages. If uh, I respond instantly, if there's like a joke to be made or something really interesting to be said. If not, then no, fucking you can wait. I'm, I'm busy, kind of mm. thing. You know? Like so, I don't like. I, my thing is, if I, if I was to respond instantly, 
it will be because either I'm bored or I really want to make this joke before I forget it or I really want to make this point before I forget it. Mm. And if I don't respond, either, I just don't, either your text is un, 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 uninteresting or I'm busy doing something else. Mm. That's where I'm at now. But I used to believe there are rules that I have to follow in order to get a certain thing, which I believe there is. And like, the majority of women today are very, very similar to each other. So like, you can kind of recognize the pattern. So what type of rules have do you think that exist? Stuff like, oh, be more assertive and, and be, be a certain kind of way, like, showcase a persona that's more confident and whatever and kind of don't be i know the rules i just fucking hate them that's the thing about me mm. that like I'm, I'm well aware of what what i need to do to do certain things or what i what the kind of being I have to be it's just very inauthentic and bullshit mm. stuff like waiting like at least i don't know like if, if she makes you wait an hour for a response you do the same thing or if she sends you two messages you don't do more than two messages or i don't know if she's acting a certain kind of way you respond that kind of way well, that's 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 those are the rules I've learned. But like mm. I've gone, I've gone to the point where even today I was talking to a woman this morning, and she, and she sent me like a a, a one worded response as a response to something that I said, and I just sent the exact same word back to her. So it's, it's like I don't know what to say in response to that. So I'm gonna send you the exact same thing. Now you figure out something to say in response to that. Now you understand me better. And then she started changing her, her way of talking, and she became more involved. Mm. But that's what I've become right now. It's like I, I've given, I've learned to give. I've become someone that gave so gives so little shits now that. It's like all these norms and things that require me to put extra effort. I just don't want to do it. And I just want to do the things that are more easy and more enjoyable. Mm. Like I love the reward. I just don't care for the effort. <laughs> this is just good reward. Mm. That's where I am right now. But So her sending you the one word. This is the last one. So her sending you the one word answer. Mm. Why not just respond normally? The fact that you've responded with the one word thing means that there is some sort of concern or some sort of Mm. etiquette or something that's been breached yeah, or yeah, something yeah yeah i think i think I, I, it, it definitely depends on the individual right mm. if it's someone that i'm more interested in i'm going to put a bit more effort in and, mm. and so i'm someone that kind of aligns with me a little bit more than i don't care if you don't like me my job is to make you like me kind mm. of thing i'll happily go on the chase for a little bit until i feel, until i get tired and then i'll take a break and I'll come back mm. later but when it's someone that i'm not interested in or i have like very uh like i just have very minimal um effort like I, I have minimal gain to get from you or i'll still put, put a little bit of effort in there it's not really, i don't really care that much but i'll do something like that just to experiment in a way mm. like i said as much as i hate to say it from my experience there is a lot of patterns that you can recognize within women simply because they like uh, here's my thing i don't think there's a difference between between men and women i think we're all the same the only thing that makes us different is our choices right and a lot of it i'll let me this point you, you maybe you understand a bit better mm. so let's say guys for example the reason why a lot of men are very similar to each other is because they grew up like, they, like it's like I have grown up as a as a child as a boy. I look at men and I go, "This is what because they're the same as me. I must do what they're doing." And I've become influenced to be a certain kind of way. And then now it's become a choice. I choose to be. I can be fucking feminine as as, as much as I want. I just choose not to because I feel more comfortable being this guy because of whatever. So, and the same thing applies to women, right? So my thing is like, there's no difference. There's just patterns. That we that and all those patterns are just that they come from choices. Everything that you do, it's not because you're a man. It's not because you're a woman. It's because you chose to do it, and you use them, your gender as an excuse for doing it. No, it's just, you can just do whatever you want. It's just so. Do you yeah. imagine that if a woman was raised around only men and wasn't it didn't see any female influences, mm. that she wouldn't be a woman? She would be no, a man. She, no, she'll her genetical her gen, her biology will be of that of a female. Don't get me wrong. 
But, but would there be differences her between her being would be unfamiliar with those with the majority of the women who have been surrounded by women influences. Her being will be a bit different because what she's familiar with and what she's been around and what she's chosen to be. She, but the thing is, best part is she can even choose just to not be like that as well. She could be a very feminine woman around a bunch of men, and that's that, that's simply not because of who she is, her biology, simply because of her choices. And she chose to make us to be like that. Pattern recognition would say that she'll be more masculine because of her surroundings, but like I said, there are examples of everything. It's like an example of that same situation, but she's chosen to become more feminine, and her justification could be because I'm surrounded by men and I want to be different. I want to be whatever. If, you know what I'm saying so, all exists, all, all everything exists within everything, and the biology is not a reason for it. Like your what you have between your tra- between your legs is not a reason why you are the way you are. It's your choices, and you chose to be like that. And you got you got these examples today that people are making a literal transition into a different gender simply because they can, because they have the freedom to, so they choose to do it because they can. Because they imagine they can. Yeah. Oh, they believe they can. Yeah. Believe is a doubt. So. Yeah. yeah. So, but either way, yeah, it just seems that, in my opinion, there are differences between men and women. Mm. Um, we're mostly the same. Yeah. But there are clear differences. But do so, you think those differences are <coughs> differences are a result of their biology? Hundred percent. You reckon? Yeah, I I don't again, think it's taught, again. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's taught behavior. I think there's, there's oh, definitely it's it's to do with like do you so do you just dismiss like chemical differences like the fact that men have testosterone and women have estrogen? Do you just like imagine that doesn't it's not, exist? It's not, it's not, not dismiss. It's um, so okay. So let's it, assume it, they exist. Okay. So assuming that they do exist, do you imagine that those things have no bearing on a person's it character? Has an influence. It's just we have the power to just to neglect it and just do something else if we want to. But that's choice. Yeah, that's choice. So I'm saying these uh, these chemicals that we have in our bodies is what makes it easier to do that thing that that that. So, so the, the 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 testosterone in, in a man's body will make him easier, make it easier for him to become more manly. But if he wants to become more feminine, sorry, yeah, masculine. Um, if he wants to become more feminine, he can do that. It would just be a bit more difficult. You have a biology. The mm. biology does have certain bearing on who you are, but you can choose to do something opposite in that. Yeah. So it'd be a bit difficult to go against it, essentially. Yeah, but you can choose to do yeah. whatever you want. But the point is, the question isn't about. Are people able to choose to do other things? They are. You. There are people who, men who are choosing to be extra feminine. There's women who are choosing to be extra masculine. It's not really a question of choice. It's a question of are there fundamental differences between? There are patterns. Yeah, but, but patterns. it's just there's actual chemical differences. That like if you believe in science and like biology, mm. then there are actually different things. From when if you if you accept the fact that we have that. Uh, we have choices to do to make that we make our anything sorry if you choose to accept that whatever we do is as a result of a choice then these chemicals are only influences and nothing more you're capable of choosing a whole range of things and then changing them and whatever but your biology is just what it is it's just it just is what it is i'm saying yes i'm saying the biology has an influence on the choice so the choice is what it is. You are what you are, what you're being is comes from your choice and nothing more. Mm. There's other things around it that influence the choice, but the final decision is up to you. Before anything yeah. is a final, it's just these, these like your surroundings and your chemicals and your and your and your and your and your influence, or whatever. Those are just things that just kind of share, like again, influence you. To, so I think the question it really boils down to outcome. Outcome is subject to choices. Hundred yeah. percent. So I agree with you on that that thing. Yeah, like the outcome. So what somebody becomes mm. is about is about choice. their choice. Yeah. But what they are is not a choice. 
they didn't choose but when. Aren't, aren't you are like your being is as a result of a choice, no? Your outcome. No, your be. I'm seeing your being. Like your outcome is your being, no? You have a starting point, and mm. I think what the confusion is here is. Like because you have a starting point and then you can choose to have a different like endpoint or a different um, outcome. People are now imagine that imagining that because you can have a different outcome, it changes your starting point. The starting point is is subjective, okay. but it's yeah. not subjective. That is what the starting point was. That that's I get that. Fine. Mm. I think I think Matt, the point I'm trying to make is the fact that we can just make a choice and we agree on the choice part. Mm. I'm not saying 100%. we don't have these. We definitely have these things. That this biology. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It but the exists. fact that there's a different starting point. It, it, it disproves, yeah, but it disproves the um, the initial statement which I didn't agree with, which was um, there's, no difference between men there's no difference between men and women. The starting point is the difference. The but, uh, the, but the decisions the, is fair enough. So like, the starting point is the biology. Yeah, the in, yeah, that's fine. I'm saying the physical, the, your physical being, like your physical biology, is different. That's I get. That's fine. Mm. I'm saying difference in terms of in choice. Like we, there's no difference in terms of like. Choosing what you want. Yeah, you want I agree. And, this um, is the harder one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're supposed to be on the texting one. So the texting one oh, was basically <laughs> yeah. So with texting, yeah. Um, so if, for example, yeah. you send a text to somebody, mm-hmm. they look at their phone. You obviously can't see them do this, but if they did look at their phone, decide, oh, I'll text them later, and it's like hours later. It's not like they're working or something where they yeah. can't see their phone or whatever. They just can't be bothered to message you right then. They text you like later on seven eight o'clock you texted them at like one o'clock or something, Mm. then is it now a bad thing to text them straight away? Well, it depends on, depends on the person, Mm. depends on the conversation and it depends on my relationship with the person. Mm. So if it's a woman and is we're conversing for the sake of conversation, then it obviously depends on the individual. If if it, and the text, like I said, if it's saying I want to instantly reply to you, then I'll do it. Then if it's saying that, that I can wait, then you can wait. If I'm doing something else, I'll do something else, right? Mm. That's that. If it's, let's say, for example, talk to Leo and there's something important that's like pod related that we need to get, have a conversation about, I'm going to assume he's busy. When you reply, so I'm assuming he's free and it's a conversation that we need to have, so I'll instantly reply. So, if, yeah. if, if, I mean, the only way to answer that question is, is the word the word depends. Mm. But that's those are my kind of choice of response. Mm. If it's an urgent conversation, then I don't care. When, I'll probably call him, if anything, <laughs> let's mm. be honest. I'll probably even text. I'll probably call him. But if it's an urgent conversation, then that conversation happened then and there. If it's like a woman that I'm trying to get involved with or whatever, then again, it depends on the quality of women and my intentions and whatnot, whether mm. I want to be more active or not active. I don't know, give me a third example and I'll maybe give it a It's so <laughs> interesting really because example. I've heard people say they can't text back straight away. If someone texts them, I know they why. just can't text back why. straight away. I understand why. They will always wait at least five minutes. Yeah. And to me, that's so weird. It's like if I, 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 can, I can guess why, they just don't want to be seeming Desperate like and, and needy kind of or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, why is it needy to respond to something that if you're playing on your phone all day or if you're, you just got your phone in your hand, yeah, yeah. everyone's like phone is like attached to them, basically. Yes, yeah. Why don't you just send a message? Because it's a game that we must <laughs> all play to go at the same prize and the prize is BS and the game is also BS, but we still play it because we like the satisfaction of, I don't know, sex or whatever. Mm. Fucking getting intimate with someone. That's why it's... That's, it's just a game. It's just a game that we, they, we, us as a society have agreed to the rules subconsciously. And it's only where you find so, like a, a bag of people that just don't care for the rules, mm. for example. And we might find one in 20 women who are very similar to that. So we might get lucky and we want to commit to that one. Mm. But we have to go through the 20 other women who abide by these rules. And we have to play those, game, those games because maybe it might be something that might actually work out. 
It's bullshit. All of it is bullshit. Also, if you send a text and they don't respond, mm. is it like illegal to send another text? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll send 15 if I have to, bro. I don't care. I'll send 15. If, if it's a thing, if, I, if I'm asking a specific question and I need an instant response, I'll give you, I'll block you fucking phone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if it's a thing where like, I don't know if it, I've done it multiple times and mm. I've gotten a response on a second and then a whole great conversation sparked from it. There's a woman I'm thinking right now that um, hasn't responded to my text. I'm going to double text her straight after we finish this. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I had a great conversation mm. with her before. I want to have another one. We're going to keep going until I potentially build a relationship with her and whatever, or, or it dies out either way. Mm. But this, these rules, like, and, and we, what you're saying to me is like a lot of rules that I'm familiar with. I just actively dislike them. Mm. I, I actually you. try to avoid them. It's just, yeah, it's jarring. I hear you. I find it weird as well, yeah, when it's not even a relationship sort of thing or like a dating sort of thing where it's like, maybe it's like business, maybe it's something like that. And then it's it's like every time you text this particular person, some person you're working with or whatever, mm. they always take a couple hours to, and then when you're around them, yeah. they stay on their phone. That's hilarious. It's like, that's so weird, isn't it? I get, I see, I recognize the pattern. I, mm. Again, they're, they're, they're running with a different set of rules to me. Mm. My rules is I, I text you with purpose and if it's urgent, then I'll probably call you or, or I'll hope to get an instant response. Mm. If it's not of purpose, just take your time. I don't give a shit. I'm not even thinking. Like, if it's someone, if it's someone that I was doing, if it's work-related, then you send a text and you go about your day and you wait. And like, you're not actively waiting for the fucking response and mm. desperate for it. You're just letting your day go past and when they respond, you deal with it then. Mm. But again, they're just abiding and working with a different set of rules to you and... Yeah, it feels nice to find someone that does that. It works with the same rules as you. I, mm. I know like a lot of people that I'm very close to work with the same rules that I work with. And it's very, very fun. It's very comfortable. Mm. It's cool. I hear you. Yeah, that was just a, like, supposed to be just a lighthearted and one. Allegedly. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out, it. So I got a more um, a more interesting one. Have yeah. you been noticing there's a food shortage? I've been noticing the price increase. Eggs are expensive, bro. Yeah. Bro, I spent £6 on 30 eggs. No, yeah. £7, sorry. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, it's expensive. Why? It's running out, man. Food yeah. is running out. What, because of Russia? That's, that's I don't know why allegedly. it is. If I had to theorize why I think it is, I think it's because the people who control the world, yeah, mm. want us to eat stuff like tofu and they want us to eat stuff that's not food anymore. Yeah. So that I guess it's easier to produce. I guess you can yeah, use all production. of the lands that all the animals are on and instead just put like, I don't know, create some stuff in a lab. Like just mix some like stabilizer yeah, yeah. and some like curded what's, beans. What's rule number one in business? Find out to make the most amount of profit with the least amount of expenses. Yeah. That's the majority of the food that we eat today. Unless you own your own farm or your own garden mm. and you grow your own shit, you're, you're, you're part of the system. You're, you're, the second you take a step in Tesco, you're done. Mm. Everything you eat is mass produced and chemicalized and mm. created in a way like, like a guy we had on a podcast a while ago, Ibrahim, one of my favorite people in the world. He's a great guy. And he spoke about how when I, like, if, if you was to never be exposed to the taste of Coca-Cola before, and I gave you a Coke right now, you would not like it. Mm. But because we are familiar with it, and we had a pizza, we naturally think, oh, we should have a Coke next to it, whatever. I, I told you, as I walked in, I'm actively avoiding fizzy drinks, because it's just unnecessary pain. It's mm. like this, like, fizzy drinks, that bullshit over there, that spicy shit, <laughs> and cold foods, mm. I actively avoid them, because mm. there's, like, satisfaction to pain ratio is not healthy. Mm. So like why is like the fact that it's normalized to drink these fizzy drinks shows how easy it is to manipulate the world into eating and drinking whatever the mm. hell they have to offer because you just throw in a bit of MSG or you throw in a bit of I don't know some some addictive chemicals in in the in the in the, in the beverage or the Detroit the food mm. and and next you know you just you're you're feeding a whole 
civilization with whatever the hell you want to feed them with a bigger purpose of course yeah but uh, 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 yeah the food thing is is, is jarring man I, i'm like doing food shopping now in it so <laughs> i'm feeling the, the the shortage man yeah the it's price has definitely shot up definitely. but i think there's a bigger issue yeah which is that i think food is running out i think what's going to happen yeah it's going to be really hard yeah. to get good food without spending an arm and a leg and the alternatives are going to be much cheaper at first to make it where people just get that instead i, I got i got a question the reason why i ask this question because mm. there's, there's another topic that's a bit separate this i want to talk about but before okay. we get to that do you think the food shortage is a result of the population growing at its rate like the amount of people in the world or i is don't it think so it might be maybe a, someone who's a lot more um knowledgeable about the topic might mm. say it is um I don't know exactly what the reason is, but I can only imagine it's because it's better to feed people nonsense. If they if they have to not if they can all so not eat, it's food, an active choice. Like they're, they're actively not giving Tesco's and as I think they're limiting supply. They are officially increasing demand. They are officially um, limiting supply so that they don't have to produce as much. Because look, this whole like vegan thing, yeah, it's heavily marketed. Yeah, it's like it's popular. It's, yeah, but I think it's popular because it's heavily marketed. Okay. If it was, if the only thing you ever heard about it, yeah, was like people taking a piss out of it, mm. it, uh, it wouldn't it, be it, as popular. But yeah. because every time you hear about it, it's someone making a moral stance. Even, even that is part of the, part of the influence. Like even, all, all, all exposure is good exposure. The fact mm. that people making jokes about it is part, is part of the reason why it's become so popular. Yeah, but it's also, there's a moral component where yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's marketed yeah, it's, as it's you're ways, a bad yeah. person if you, you yeah. eat meat. What did I say earlier? The best way to kill as many animals as possible is to become vegan. Yeah, but facts. To get your flipping tofu. Look how many rabbits and flipping what's it, mice and shit after diet to get a little bit of tofu salad, bro. It's it's yeah. it's bull it's bullshit. It's, They're it's, selling it's, morality. Yeah, selling it's selling bullshit morality to the naive and to the. I mean, here's the thing. One of the things I have been had I've had conversations with quite a few vegans, vegetarians in my past, and one thing I've noticed is. There are many reasons why they are re- they've chosen mm. that way of living. Some of them they want to have a healthier diet and they don't really care about the animals. They just want to have a better diet. Yeah, but that's that. debatable yeah, if it's even healthier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they put some, all these stabilizers and exactly. so crazy even, stuff even in that, there. That's a bit kind of stupid. Mm. Some other people want they care for animals and they don't believe animals. They watch the documentary about chicken nuggets and there's there's <laughs> tickets to the whole flipping mm. into the left. Even that's bullshit because, like I said, in order to grow grow some salad, you need to kill a bunch of animals. <laughs> Some people are, are, they think there's an economical benefit to it. So they're trying to support the world. And even that's bullshit as well. So like a lot of, like I haven't been exposed to a reason for veganism and vegetarianism that is justified. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I I can see the push for veganism, vegetarianism. I can see it has become like a, like a, like a trend or whatnot. I know people that have become vegans because of the trend. Well, is it is it good? For, is it good for? Look at this way, yeah. Watch this. Here's the thing I said on a pod a while back: the governments and the higher ups of the world are doing sensational work for what they want to achieve. Terrible work for what we want to achieve as a society. But for their goals, they're doing great. The influences they're doing just like that. The influencing like that. The the the, the economical structures and and the, the the changes they're making to the world, they can do it like that. So they're doing great work for the what they want to do. If they want to make everyone vegan, they can fucking do it like that. Clearly, they are. I'm saying, and they control the food cycles. They control the fair, the fair trade. They control all that stuff. Again, it, all these conversations kind of go back to government bullshit. So let's not get stressed mm. about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, 
so I don't know what yeah, so the whole population thing, yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about before you go on to the next question, mm. I want to talk about the whole Thanos thing and how Thanos. Remember we had that conversation about Thanos was right. Well, I believe Thanos was right. For snapping out half the existence. Yeah. You think that I we think should snap right. out half the existence. You love it. Like I mm. love the fact you got like it's guys trying to bug shit yeah, which I love because I love setting you off like that so that I can drop no, it. No, I just it. think it's funny. It's not that it's yeah. I don't think you're talking shit. I just think it's funny that like yeah, I said, yeah, the way, yeah. to say that. So watch this, yeah. Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot. Ever since we had that conversation, I've been like thinking about it a bit more. So here's my thing, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. I believe that there are more than enough resources to go around the world. It's just the only thing, the problem is the reason why we have poor people is because it's greed, right? The I disagree with that narrative. You don't think there's enough to go around? I agree that there's enough to go around, mm. but I don't agree that the only reason there's poor people is because of greed. I don't, I think that's a false narrative. No, no, obviously, yeah. Yeah, okay, let me. I'm saying like third world, third world people, third world, um, third world countries and whatnot. They are in the space that they are as a result of the first world people kind of going, taking all the resources, taking all the foods, and kind of leaving them with nothing, kind of thing. Could you could we agree on that? It's debatable. Yeah, it's debatable, of course. But that's 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 even besides the point. The main point I'm going to make is there's enough resources to go around. Now, what did Thanos do? He snapped half of the half the, half of living beings. Um, uh, because he said he believes that there's mm. not enough resources in the world to cover the amount of people. Just a side note, he kind of fucked up because if you snap out half the living creatures on the planet, humans, animals, and plants are all going. Half of them is <laughs> back to square one kind of thing. Mm. That's besides the point. I think he did it in a different way. I think he did it in more of a traumatic sense. He wanted uh, what, what the way I see it. When you snap out half of humanity, all right, half of them don't exist. What happens is, for the first time ever. The entire humanity civilization has a common a pain. You understand? They have all have a common thing that they, they 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 so it's not about we need to cut out half the people so that the resources can be enough. It's there's enough. We just have a bunch of fucking people that are greedy, we have a bunch of people that are that are selfish and people that are, that are kind of taking more than what they need and leaving nothing for the rest. What they need is to create a problem that a lot that, that the majority most if anyone, everyone that's left is experiencing for that common traumatic experience to unite them as a civilization for then they can understand and then they can understand the value of co-sharing and, and being equal and equitable and all that stuff that's kind of my take on it i also disagree with that of course you do. um Go on. one let me say i actually like Thanos. i i think yeah, he's great. probably my favorite character out yeah, of yeah. the marvel people yeah. and my favorite line of his i can guarantee i probably i can and I don't even know if I'm going to say it right yet, but he says something along the lines of, I am inevitable. Yeah. And I think humans are inevitable. Okay. What we are doing will always happen. Even if you half the population, okay. it will happen again. That's what we do. We we conquer. We take over the world. We, it's think, our world. Think conquering is a natural part of our, of our, of our beings. I do. Okay. I, think, I think what we do is what we do. Like There's an argument to say, anything that any other animal does, is nature in it mm. but for some reason because we can think here we imagine that what we're doing is not nature okay. but it is this is what humans do and the world produces humans so we are a part of we're just a part of everything and this yeah. we're doing what we're supposed to be doing like we're not doing something that's unnatural it kind of to got, yeah. us to to our mental capacity it's like what we do is what we do it kind of goes back to the thing where i said earlier about the whole once you've achieved uh, financial comfortability, the next thing you want to achieve is power. I like, also I, disagree with that one as but, well. But that's what you're saying, mm. though. Internet, what, you say, what, what is colonization? What is what is what you, like? What is it? What that you're saying? Mm. It is the acquisition of power and influence, right? 
So you said once you achieve money, you want power. Is that right? Yeah, what's you have like a, like the next thing after money will be power. Yeah, I think that money is a physical representation of power. I don't think that there's such a thing as oh you've achieved money and you haven't got power. I think money is a physical representation of the power so you have. They're one in the same thing, essentially. Somewhat. Okay, I don't yeah. think power is a representation of money. I think money is a representation of power. So power okay, is yeah, is the is what it really is. Mm. And money is like a representation of it. And even like I've said, I've said this a few times. I haven't spoke about this on, on the show here, but I've spoken about this with other people offshore, off the cameras. And one of the arguments I hear about it is that, oh, but there's people who have no money, but they have power. Mm. And I don't think that that's true. I don't like I think that maybe they're just not using money but if they have power they have access to money they have access what, to What is power? Power is influence, right? Power is the ability to I guess to even make influence or, is a type of power. Yeah, yeah. But is it about, yeah, okay. so what is power then? What's our definition of power? You could say um influence is a rep, is a representation of power. Mm-hmm. Um you could also say strength is a representation of power. Somebody who's just stronger than Yeah other people if they're in a if they're in a dynamic where but that means they, they can they, just bully they, up everyone with the, that <laughs> means that they can i guess not influence and it, it power is the ability to uh have your will play like have others do what you want them to do kind of thing whether it be by force with the strength yeah whether it be by influence by manipulation yeah right? that's that's, a, that's the definition yeah, to get someone to do what you want yeah that's and, it and that could be done without money yeah but money is, no, money, so in the Western world, I think money is what allows okay, it to happen. So, so an example might be, um, okay, imagine there's a child, yeah? Not, or let's say there's like a, a teenager who has never worked or never achieved nothing. Maybe they're not even strong. They're quite a scrawny person, yeah? And they have loads of money because their great-great-granddad mm. done something and actually achieved all this power. And now the um, the, the grandchild, you might say, they don't have any power. Like you can go and do whatever, but they haven't create like what their their achievements in life hasn't produced this representation of power. It's the great great granddad who has produced a representation of power, and he has produced so much of this representation of power that his great great grandchild is able to be rich, even though he's not done anything. It's still it's just like remnants of the power that that guy was able to so produce. The great grandchild does not have any power. That's what people would say, but I would say the fact that he has money gives him a certain level of power. Isn't, isn't he power can, so power can be acquired with the support of money. It is not a hundred percent necessary, but it is a very in the world that we live in, because there are tribes and there are um, different parts of the world that have a different way, different power vacuum, whatever. But if you have enough money, you in, can pay for someone to just go and eradicate that tribe if you wanted to. You could pay for the government to go and take over that land. You could do what, like money. Well, that's what they tried to do in Avatar, but look what happened there. So you know what I'm saying, <laughs> the Democrat fight back. You know, they, they they got these primitive, yeah, but types of ways of being. They they in, I like Avatar and I like the concept, but that doesn't exist in in, sure? in our reality. Like, well, the, well, there are men that, that are. Well, uh, the, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a gun is more powerful than a stick. And but a human I, is the most powerful thing in the universe, as far as I can as, as yeah. far as I can see. Enough, yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. There's nothing yeah, yeah. more powerful than a but human. The, so, so, what's the difference in that case? The only difference between the human that lives in the Western world that is backed by government funding and the human that lives in a tribe in, in Nigeria who has lived his whole life 
as part of a tribe, as part of this natural nature and nature, he has nature on his side. It's different. You know what I'm saying if if it, America have the government government on their side, but these tribes have nature on their side. So if they come here and try to fight me there, what's the likelihood of them winning? But they can go there with tanks. They can yeah, go tanks, there with yeah. whatever, and they can also go to that country and overthrow their government by use of money. Yeah, yeah. And that government can now get rid of this. It's like I, I, I'm an optimist, right? So mm. I'm I like you. You're giving me like stuff that I can like, yeah, fucking throw a bomb at them. And you're they're, they're done, right? It? So I can understand, and I, I probably thought of it before, before you even said it. I'm just very optimistic in the sense of, of sense of. Obviously, one, I'm a big fan of movies and I'm a big fan of underdog stories, and I believe underdog stories are not just fictional things. They happen regularly in, in, in the world we live in. And that could be a great example. I would love that to be an example. Again, Avatar is a great example. But yeah, we, 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 mm. I'm, I, I'm optimistic in it. I, I just hope that, that that's, 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 that's the thing that we live in. There's, there's right and there's wrong. Yeah. But power is something is a separate discussion. Yeah. I'm not saying that these things are right to, to go and take over some tribe or yeah. to... But the question is Whatever. like, what is uh, yeah. power? Where can you, what's the... Yeah, we're like, just trying to work out yeah. what it actually is. And money is a physical representation of power. Power is like an abstract thing where it's like, there's no, you would have to, the only, like money is just a physical thing. So it's like, that's a physical representation of this abstract thing. This mm-hmm. abstract thing is what you said, where it's like the ability to get other people to do what you want them to do. Mm. One way to get people to do that is giving them money. Because they know they can have a good life if they... So if you can afford to pay somebody a million pound a year, they pretty much do whatever you want. Basically, yeah. Like if, especially if they're coming from... Like, and they're not coming from a level of power themselves. So if they're, if they're like part of a bit multi-billion pound family, they're, they're gonna probably not going to do that yeah, yeah. because they have more power themselves. They're yeah. independently powerful. So power is a hierarchy then. There's a hierarchy of power right now. It's like, if you have the more money you have, the more power you have, because the more you you can get more people to do stuff for do you, stuff for you, kind of thing. Yeah, and even um, like babies. Yeah. So, have you read the Forty Eight Laws of Power? No, I've heard. I've heard, I've heard some crazy shit about it. I've, I've yeah. Heard people don't really, I, what I know is Law Sixteen. I think Law Sixteen is my my favorite one. What is Law Sixteen? Uh, you use absence to create respect and honor. Mm. I mean, that's a really cool. That's yeah. A really powerful one. The rest of them I don't know. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of um, really good. Uh, rules in there um, It's an interesting book It's one of those books That's been demonised though And a lot yeah, of people a lot of Say it's like an evil but, book Yeah but even I went on like Google one time I was with my partner Like at the time And we was on Google Kind of looking through The laws Like this is some bullshit what the fuck? Like I was like Actually looking at things this is, this is nuts Like I was finding a way To justify it mm. so just, just to go beyond Just the, the four words And the five words That are on the thing mm. But some of it Is just insane mm. Like it's some crazy But the yeah. author is really like I've, the author is uh, Robert Greene. Yeah, I've read maybe about six of his books, and like he's a really good author, and he justifies all of his points like really well. Because I'm gonna give it a read. And he goes into like historical events and loads of stuff that like prove his his point. Mm. And um, if one of the examples that they use in the story, yeah, like this is early on where they're trying to explain the concept of power. Yeah, they speak about like a baby working out that if it cries you come and give it attention. That's That baby's now exerting power over you. Yeah. He's, it's like, yeah. I, like, even if there's nothing wrong and it just wants to be picked up, it will cry. Mm. So it's like, it's getting this whole human to come and deal yeah, with it. Yeah, it's power. And yeah, so you could say that there's power without money, but you can't say that there's money without power unless unless the money that you have is not, it, it doesn't have power over, like not all money 
not not any amount of money has power over certain people. If you haven't got any money, then somebody with a little bit of money has power over you. So for example, that's why people do jobs that they hate yeah. because they need money and they're not even getting that much money, but they need to be there and they need to listen to what their boss says because they have yeah. that power over them. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody has loads of money, then it's harder to, like they have their own power. So your power has to be stronger than their power in order to, what I found really fascinating is, is the fact that a lot of us look for, look, look to have power outside of ourselves. We don't really understand how to have power within ourselves. Mm. Like how much can you truly influence what you want to do? How much does the world influence you? I'm saying like how much does social media get you to do what it wants to do? How much does other people or, or your loved ones get you? Like how much power do you have in yourself to actually do what you want to do instead mm. of like looking for somewhere else and finding gratification from finding it elsewhere? Mm. We should sure answer ask that question. That's kind of where I am. Mm. I could uh, acquiring my own power, mm. and then I can start boss running my system, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, no power is um, it's, there's different ways to get it. So it depends what type of power you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about money, then you have to study money. You have what to understand is, it. So um, I'm curious. So what is more? What is higher than power? Then, like, so like the way I see money, power, and this thing. Like, but if, even if they were the same, what is the thing? Like once once I've acquired a level of power that is like I've have all the power, whatever I do is done, whatever I say is it can be done. What's next? What comes after that? Have we ever reached something else after that? There's been people who have had that type of power. And what did they the, after that? The pharaohs, yeah. the emperors, yeah. the great conquerors of the world. So what comes what comes next? The same thing that happens Death. Yeah, you live and die. Yeah, it's right. that's just what life is. But you leave a legacy, like what we was talking about earlier. Like depend depending on how powerful you were, how is how significant your legacy will be. So if you're, sorry, but isn't like a life of isn't like ten years and living in in the in the shoes of a pharaoh that has the power over his entire country or his entire continent? Like that gets boring after a while. Eventually, you want something else, no? I guess, but. Who's to say? It's like people who have they, never experienced that level of power. It's hard to really, to really say how it is. Yeah. Maybe you feel a great responsibility. Maybe you feel like these people like are your people, yeah. and you have to find a way to to yeah, manage I'm, them. I'm trying to theorize, like what, what would be the next thing after that, and, and that might be the answer. That might be it. Just this, this responsibility that people rely on you, mm. and it kind of goes back to it goes to like a, I guess it goes back to a, a, par a parent type nature of being where like now i have people that rely on me and i mm. must not fail otherwise if i fail a fucking whole civilization a whole uh, society fails as a result of it Bro. so i guess that kind of responsibility eventually once it makes you want to you know I'm, I'm ready to die now because like it's so much responsibility maybe it almost, almost gets you suicidal i guess or maybe you want to be immortal maybe you start spending as much money and whatever to try and find a way of extending your life Maybe you hire the best nutritionalist. Maybe you have like the best personal trainers. You try and you try your hardest to stay alive as long as possible. Who knows? I think that's what Jeff Bezos is doing. Mm. He's like really fit for his age, and I think he's just basically. You're so mad. You're you, mm. you, you, you talking about personal trainers and nutritionists, yeah? And mm. you said I should have to talk about emperors. I'm thinking what like a Greek emperor personal trainer would look like, and what mm. a Greek emperor nutritionist would look like. It'd be fucking hilarious, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's a for real. That's a good one, and I think what they do is they. There's a, there's a saying, I don't know if it's a saying or if it's just like a line of thinking, but it's where they say the more money you have, the further into the future you can see. So if, you, if, you're, if you're struggling to eat food today, you haven't got enough money for today, 
all you can see is today. You, you, you're not thinking about next week because okay. you need to yeah, eat yeah, today. Yeah. Whereas if you have more and more money, you could think, you can see further and further into the future. Today's pattern, tomorrow's pattern, the week after's pattern. Is you, yeah, yeah I get now that. you're thinking that's about 10 years later or you're yeah. thinking about your grandkids or like you're thinking about that sort of stuff. So when you get to that level of power, I imagine that you think about like, I don't know, you have children Inf- that are specifically kind of, for yeah. this next phase of your plan or you have grandchildren that are specifically for so that next exactly, phase. Exactly having, having like increasing your bloodline and stuff like that. Yeah. Purpose more than just, I want to have kids. Like, yeah, it's like, Mm. That's really interesting. What was it say that line again? Is it the more money you have? The more, the more money you have, the further into the future you can see. I need to write that down. That's really powerful. Also, yeah, I guess that that I mean, time travel is already possible. Have you heard about like traveling into the future has been possible since 1905? I don't know anything about that. So, yeah, so essentially, so since 1905, I think it was Einstein that came up came up with the the theory of how in order to travel into the future, you must go to somewhere that has a greater gravitational pull. Then, then Earth's gravitational pull, which is like kind of close to a black hole or like a wormhole or something like that. And then when you come back, you're like five, you'll be older than your twin kind of thing. So, I mean, if you have a certain amount of money, you can actually achieve that kind of stuff anyway. So you can physically go into the future with that kind of money. I guess. So, but I think that's, that's again, like conceptual, man. I don't know if anyone's ever been to a black hole. No, no, no. Or any yeah. No, but we've we, we taken a picture of it recently, which is fucking amazing. So that's just... I mean, I don't, I'm really, I swear, I'll be, but I'll be real, yeah. When I messaged you about jumping on this pod, yeah, mm. at that point in my life, I was listening to so many, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson space mm. videos, bro. That's my gym audio. Like, I have that playing mm. in the gym, just listening to it. And it's like, it's, bro, like, everything I just hear is just fascinating to me. So, like, mm. even these theories that you say is conceptual, I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> it sounds so sick that I want to nah, believe in it because it's so cool. Like, again, again, it's like titled pod at this point like the, a theory is a theory until it's proven mm. all these theories that we, we're showcasing go 500 years into the future and it'll be a natural part of life potentially uh, potentially and mm. again Schrodinger's cat it could either this or that until we, we, we experience it but like that that's that these are the things that that really like interest me mm. like the whole like in the neural link and all that stuff these are the things that i love like i love technology man do I'm you sorry. do you have an idea why these things are so intriguing to society because it's not just you loads yeah, of people of are really fascinated by these ideas i think it's a natural part of evolution for, for our civilization so you think we're craving the knowledge of our next uh, phase no 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 not in terms of craving i think i think so i think it, it, what, what is evolution right the development of a of a of a of a, of a species to adapt to whatever world they're living in one right so I think technological advancement is the evolution because right? we create, like humans were the ones that created technology, right? Like we created the combination of things. The same way we created tools to hunt, to, 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 um, to, to hunt um, in, in the primitive times, the same way we create buildings and we create technology. And that is the next step of evolution to become more advanced. You know what I'm saying? So like being stationary, like without technology, we, just, we, we would just be here. We'll be like stagnant for like the next centuries or whatever. Technology is what's going to make us go to the next level what is the next level though like there's always a next level man. i think the reason why humans are so fascinated by these things is because i think it all boils down to the fear of death i think it's that we want to we all know viscerally uh, that we're gonna die we know that everyone knows that because they've seen dead people they've seen people they're maybe their grandma or their great grandma whatever yeah. like we know people are dying we see people dying even on the news and all this sort of stuff. So that people are dying. That's inevitable. Yeah. So we know that for a fact. So I think it gives people comfort to imagine that there's something else 
this can't just be it because we're all gonna die. Like, it's like imagine you're on a train, yeah, and you know it's gonna crash. Yeah, you just probably your mind will be somewhere else. You just can't think about this train you're on anymore because mm. it's it's a wrap. You know, what? I think I think so. I think to, to answer your question, I think it's creativity. I think the reason why it interests us is because the only way we can achieve certain types of creative uh, thoughts and theories is through technology. Like a lot of a lot of Again, Neuralink was uh, was 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 signed in in I don't know Terminator or something. I don't know. I didn't watch Terminator. Like Neuralink and all these technological advancements, they're like things that were happening in movies tens tens years ago, whatever. So the create the, the the curiosity that is coming from the idea of whatever I can think of, I can actually create in real life, and my imagination is no longer imaginative. Immortality and teleportation are two things that I will see in my lifetime. Mm. I pretty much I'm pretty like certain I will mm. I'll explain both of them they're both basically the same thing right so I'll explain immortality and both of them are through Neuralink right what is Neuralink Neuralink is the ability to kind of upgrade the brain right but it's also the ability has the ability to kind of download the brain mm. again the brain is an electronic device so it's, it's, it's the ability to kind of create a carbon copy of it and then kind of download it to the cloud and upload it somewhere like in a different body or something like that now that's it that's how you do immortality and it's also how you do interpretation where if, let's say, for example, I'm a businessman who regularly spends time in England, China, Brazil, and I don't know, South Africa. What's the travel times between those countries? We're talking like sometimes even a day worth of traveling. But if I can upload my brain into the cloud, download it into a different body in those locations, that's 30 minutes. It depends on the Wi-Fi speed, but that's like, the, that's like 30 minutes travel time kind mm. of thing. And that's how you achieve teleportation. And... I, I genuinely believe I'm going to see those in my lifetime. And mm. I don't know if I'm scared about that or not. It's if kind of they said, okay, what we need to do here is you need to have an operation and we're going to basically go into your brain and put a chip in there. Mm. And then um, we're going to connect this wire to this this device that's in your brain. Yeah, And this is basically going to download everything that's in your brain onto this computer and you will now be able to send it around the world and do that thing you just said. Would you do it? Probably not. I mean, I, uh, with purpose, yeah. I just don't. I'm not someone that travels, isn't it? So mm. I'm not really one that goes around countries mm. like that. I think I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to like advancements of technology, yeah, it's amazing. But the moral, the morals of those who are in control of it is fucking shit. I'm saying like, like yeah, you got the ability to transfer to travel to different countries within a second. But like, what are you doing with that information? Kind of thing. If we lived in a society where the higher ups and the governments of our world are trustworthy people that actually care about their people, then I have no doubt that this would be done with good intention. But I have doubt. So, mm. yeah, I don't I'm think I would it. ever do that, man. I think I've got. I just want to be what I was born to be, which was a human. I don't care about being immortal. So you're happy. You're happy with dying. You're happy dying without experiencing. Immortality. No, like even just immortality, like some of the most advanced pieces of te- technological advancements that our world has to offer. You're happy just to die without even experiencing it. I'm experiencing a lot of technology right now. Yeah, as, I, as I'm saying, you're experiencing now, but like we're talking what we have now times a million. Yeah, I don't in the next twenty years. So I don't think that's how it's gonna go. Okay. I don't think um, because it's like uh, I can't remember who I heard talking about this, but. Someone was saying, it might have been Elon Musk, um, was saying, if you was to go back 20, 30 years, yeah, and ask people how would things be in the year 2023, everyone was saying, oh, there'll be flying cars, there'll be um, 
all this other stuff like you'd be living in flipping some next yeah. spaceship thing or whatever those things don't exist but the things that do exist they, well, didn't think they couldn't it. predict it yeah they so what i think it. will actually happen yeah is all of this stuff that we're talking about yeah like Neuralink, all that i don't think that's going to ever happen i think what's actually going to happen is we're going to have better phones we're going to have like the things that we have already they're just going to get better i don't think humans are going to change like humans are not going to become a biological hybrid with machines and that just doesn't exist to me the only people that that will work for yeah is people who maybe they have no legs and you're going to give them legs and even their legs are not going to be the same as what what i was saying because what the way i see is even leo made that argument with me as well he said the only purpose of Neuralink and all these the hybrid whatnot is simply because we want to bring people with disabilities back like retrieve their disabilities right Mm. And I'm thinking, like, but if we can do that, imagine what we can do with someone that already ha- no has, has no disabilities. Like, if, like I said, if we can bring someone from here to here, imagine what we can do if we have had the same thing that they're already here. If they're already here and you, you give the same medicine, whatever, metaphorically, what can we achieve from that? And I don't think we are so we are a species that would look at that thing. Nah, we won't do it. Like, if we can, we'll fucking jump on it. That's the thing. Like that's mm. that's how we are naturally. We're naturally curious. We're naturally. Uh, we want to see more and experience more like we talked about, said about earlier with the whole interest in, 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 in technology is simply because we, if there is a possibility to do more there are always going to be a bag of scientists that are going to strive towards that achievement and we're not, I don't think they're going to limit themselves to just fixing some legs and calling it a day mm-hmm. like they're going to figure out they're going to use that same to, to do possibly. Better, bigger better man. possibly but I also feel like there is an insistence on making people believe that there is something better than what we are. Yeah. But we are, I think we are the, the best thing ever. I can <laughs> argue against that. My thing is we are, we, yes, we are we, in any given moment. We are the best that we can possibly be. But that means that we can be more. And in that moment, in the, actually uh, I'm putting it so poorly. Any given moment, we, we're the best we can in any given moment. Because we are—that's the best we could, we are, we're thinking allows us to become. But to think that this is the this is it this is the best this is the max there's nothing after this, it, that can't be true. <laughs> there, no, there I think there more. are cer- there are certain things that can be improved. So, for example, there the first phone has come a long way. Now we have a much better phone. Yeah. Uh, the first way of powering your house has come a long way. The first way of lighting up your house has come a long way. All of these sorts of surface external things yeah mm. but the perfect thing that a human body is yeah is, is not think, gonna well, be I better think, well, than what it is i think our limitation is creativity i don't i think i'm have to say this to you when we were when you, it was on bts i think like, like i said about the whole um like a creative director and the scientists are best friends because mm. the creative creative director is one that thinks up the creative stuff and the scientist is what makes it come into fruition. Mm. That makes us limited to our imagination. As long as we can imagine it, we can figure out a way to make it happen. It just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of discovery. It takes a, Again, we, we 90% of our oceans, we don't know, which means there are materials down there that there could be vibranium down there for, we know. You know what I'm saying? There could be materials that share the same molecular structure as vibranium or whatever, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's only a matter of time. There's only a matter of consistency and discipline. There's only a matter of, persistence before we can create we have these creative imaginations and make them into a reality to say that we are the max like, like our, our 
In terms of biology, yeah, we'll probably add him back in terms of biology. I think but even but we can enhance it, man. But I just think that a lot of people take for granted what it is to be a human. Like even everything about us, it's like our eyes are very particular. It's like you can't just create an eyeball. You can create a lens, but it's such a low resolution version of what we have in us. You can't actually create life in the same way that a human body can create life. Like a man and a woman can have a child. I don't think we now we can't. It doesn't exist, man. No, yeah, now. <laughs> but I'm saying, it I, it would, I don't think it will ever think, exist. That's, okay, so again, another, another thing that we disagree mm. on, but I, you say we, it's not going to, I believe that we are limited by creativity and like we are, we still have, like, have you seen like the whole um, Boston Dynamics thing? Yeah. So that that's like the origins of 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 creating, like a, a, a robot that's so advanced it is almost human. Like they can't make humans. That, that there's no way they can make humans. Because they can only the, make robots. So I agree with that. So I had a, I had a debate with Leo a while back, and a reason why what reason why I, what I said to him is we can re, my thing is we can create every single part of the body in a robot with technology minus the soul and minus um what's the word it's the brain thing of course it's like it's like, it's like a human um. Like a human judgment kind of thing. There's another word for it, but I can't remember. It's like human judgment. We can't recreate that. I'm saying it begins with I. What's the word in in begins with what? I. Like it's like intelligence. Like, there's another one. Doesn't matter. Anyway, instinct. Instinct. Boom. That's one. So we. That's the one thing we can't replicate with ones and zeros. It's instincts. The rest of us, we can create legs. We can create. Yes, the eyes might not be as good as as an eyeball. It's nowhere near. It's not no even way. comparable. But it, be, it serves the same purpose. Do you know what it's like here? Yeah? It's like. You lose a leg, so they give you a stick. Mm. Technically, that stick is doing what your leg would do. It's holding up your body, but it's not a leg, man. Yeah. It's that, and I don't think we can ever make a leg. Like, but do you know how complicated yeah, I, I, I a know, leg that's is? Insane, but that's what, for you to limit yourself to the fact that, oh, it's really complicated, that's not enough. Like, no, I, but it's ridiculously complicated. Yeah, it's so, so much more complicated than even you can even comprehend. It's like we can't create life in that way that's why there's so, that's what why there's an saying, idea of a god but what you're saying is exactly what manon was saying before the right right brothers came true and said oh yeah we're gonna i'm gonna figure out a way to make a plane you sound exactly like those people that said this is impossible here comes about a couple of brothers no but you can so a plane yeah is like another means of transport we've had means of transport so they can keep on improving means of transport no, but they you, can't no, create no. you can't make a human that can no, physically I'm, I'm, fly I'm, I'm with saying, their hands or with their wing they can't humans don't have we, wings you can, can enhance the body to create to have those those abilities like you see, if you chopped it, like you, you gave me the thing about the arm being. Well, if you chopped off my arm, gave me a bionic arm that has a flight suit, or I can have as a winged thing that I can. What I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make is everything that you're saying right now is like the very concept of it is completely impossible to you. But so is having a conversation with someone in flipping China with with a device that's, that could fit in my pocket. The very concept of that 50 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago was impossible, and now it's like it's Tuesday. So what, you're, what we'll have to do, yeah, we'll have to, in about 40 to 50 years or something, yeah, mm. when we're both elderly, yeah. we'll have to re-link yeah, up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, put the candle from now, bro. Yeah. You know I'm saying, but I, I'm there for it, bro. Mm. Things, like, and we'll have to see, like, what has happened and what hasn't happened. We'll make a bet right now, a bag for whoever was right. You know All right, saying? cool. What I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing there's people like yourself who don't, who understand like understand how it, but you just you just can't convince yourself that it's possible, 
And there are many people like you in this world that were also existent 50 years ago. But there's also many people who said that there would be a car that's flying and there, there would be... I'm pretty sure there are... I've seen a car that flies today. It's not common. It's a plane. No, the actual... But, they was, but I mean, like, the, the idea flies. of what cars, flying cars are, basically... It would be like cars, bare, loads of cars in the sky flying while like in traffic in the sky. Can I be honest here? I don't, this is kind of, I just want to make this comment because I really like this topic, but I don't want to go on and left, go left. I think the only reason why we don't have flying cars as a normal thing is because there's no way to kind of economically kind of, there's no way to benefit from it, from, from, the, from the manufacturers in it. Because there's no, because it has to be like, you're, you're, it's, it's different from going from a, a petrol to diesel, a petrol to electric. Than going from a petrol to a flying car, you have to create a whole infrastructure in the in the sky, like roads. It's like a whole complicated thing. Is it? it takes longer than I guess so? What would be the but incentive it, uh, to make humans be basically superheroes? To make them be able to bore them, <laughs> being bored of the. the so then, why don't they create the like? I don't think like I think the financial incentive is going to make people is going to make society just improve the things that we have hmm. and not. We're not going to do like, I don't think that there's going to be like some brand new. I know, like, I don't think humans are going to evolve. I don't even understand that concept. I'm going to spend that bag on from now, bro, because I'm going to spend a bag on new arm. Because I'm telling you, 50 years from now, I'm winning that bet, bro. I'm okay. telling you, bro. Did, okay, listen, cool. did we have, listen, I'm telling you, there are scientists in the world that, that, that they, their entire life is spent on never looking back and always looking forward and always looking to the future and, and watching movies and watching like iRobot and Cyberpunk, all these things thinking, this is not this is not theoretical. It is actually possible and it's my responsibility to make it run and they go sleepless nights and doing it and figure it out the same way they figured out other stuff. Bro, they, they, what is, they, they, they tried a Neuralink thing on chimpanzees and it's worked. But how do we even know what a chimpanzee is perceiving? Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. But th this is very, very early, early days kind of thing. And I think they already opened up to... um. Uh, using Neuralink on actual human beings I'm not too sure I haven't done research on it yet properly but I'm saying where we are right now we're so early stages that I understand how you're thinking that this is close to impossible I get it because it's how early it is but give it I say give it about even 10 years and you'll be slowly kind of etching towards the side of you know it's actually looking kind of realistic it's getting scarily realistic maybe give it another 5 years after that it's like oh shit like this is actually going to happen Bro, and in years from now, we 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 come back to this conversation and maybe maybe they also said in 2012 the world was going to end. A that's lot of people believed that, that, it. That was some Illuminati shit, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> some beers. That's a theory. That's 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 um that's delusion. We'll see what happens. But bro, wait, man. I, I really can't wait. <laughs> no, nah, it's been it's been a really good conversation though, man. Good, man. Like, it's really interesting, and yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to have to go back over this and, and think <laughs> a lot about it. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe in 50 years, we've all got bionic suits. Like where we're... Do me a favor. You know, the whole what does the algorithm show me? Just mm. Research a bunch of like... AI, AI stuff and then what did I do? do yeah, I will do. And I've been thinking about doing that as well. Perspective changes, man. <laughs> but what, what, you know what, what I really loved about this conversation? And, mm. and there's two things that I've learned about myself. Leo showed one of them to me and I've exposed myself to the other thing. One thing is, is I, I'm regularly disagreeing with people. No, not for the sake of disagreeing. Like I tend to, sometimes I would play devil's advocate. I haven't done that once today. Mm. Everything I said today is that something I genuinely believe. So I love the fact that we're, we're not, we're just like, oh yeah, we're just scratching each other's backs. And like, oh yeah, I agree with you. You agree with me. We mm. just compliment each other. No, nah, man, I love disagreeing because mm. that's what creates an interesting conversation. For real. And the second thing, Leo said, signed to me, he said that a lot of the things I say on a podcast or even in conversation, they're things that you, a lot of people won't just understand straight away. Mainly because I speak very fast, but that's besides the point. There's a lot of like 
really thought provoking things that don't t- that can't be responded to in a podcast instantly properly mm. is when you watch it back and you realize you know what you know what that kind of makes sense it's hard to kind of sh- like it's hard for me to kind of verbalize what i truly believe mm. so it requires several watchings and several viewings for you to understand so mm. like you said you're going to watch this back and maybe you might yeah, for send me a little voice note saying, "Oh, you know, they actually, I, I want to take that better, better way or something like that." For real, what I'm gonna do? No, I, I, we can keep the bet because it's interesting to me anyway. And and then yeah. in 50 years, yeah, it's like what's a thousand pound, man? Yeah, but inflation is <laughs> fucking useless anyway. <laughs> That's like what one p a day. I'll oh. start saving up. <laughs> but yeah, wait, with that inflation rate is not so low. <laughs> Trust, yeah. So, um, but yeah, before you, before you, uh, before we wrap it up. Mm. Um, is there anything you want to promote? Any advice? Yeah, anything yeah. you want people to check out? Just anything as a final. Thank you. Yeah, th- thank you for giving me that space to do that. Um, oh, I'm obviously going to promote the podcast. Um, you've had Leo on the pod mm. on here twice already. Um, Beyond the surface. Beyond the surface podcast. Yeah. So I'm I'm the, I'm the co-producer. I film it, edit it. I do most of the work there. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's part it's my project as well. So. People can go check it out. We have like a lot of thought provoking conversations. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Um, yeah, really good podcast. And one of the things I like to tell people when they ask me what it's about, I say it's about you. Mm. Everything everything we consume is about us. You read a book, the words on the book don't change, but a reader does. Mm. So when you watch the podcast, you're not learning about anything specific, you're learning about yourself. And that's what we try to do. Conversations about anything and everything. And uh yeah, if you feel like me, if you like Leo, then by all means give a watch, give a subscribe. Mm. You lot, you, you fucking, you love just skyrocketed past us in terms of subscribers. So we need to catch up and still got. Well, I think both of us are still quite early days, man. We still yeah. like really got a long way to go to yeah, to um yeah to really get the stuff out there. But yeah. as you, as I, I spoke with Leo and I think the most important thing is just consistency in it. Just time keep it up. Yeah, yeah time and consistency is exactly. Yeah, but I, I, one of the things I love about doing a podcast and doing like a project like this. In the early di- in early stages, is this is the opportunity to make as many mistakes as I can. Mm. I can't like, for example, remember that mistake I made when you came on for the first time. Mm. We don't talk about that one there, car. <laughs> it was a mistake, but I was right. never. I could have never made that mistake if it was, was earning up like two bags per video kind of thing. Mm. I can't make that kind of mistake. Mm. That's big. That's big risk. Big big. I say that's big like ramifications. Mm. But I get to make as many mistakes as I can in the early stages. Mm. So I'm going to do that. Learn from that. And when it becomes more of a financial thing, then then I have no space to make mistakes. I've made, I've it's all like my system. Mm. So yeah, that, that that's that's in terms of what my personal projects. Um, obviously, I, I'm a video content. I'm a I'm a I even got me saying it wrong, but <laughs> I'm a master capturer. So anything video related, any video content stuff, that's 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 all me. Um, if you need anything like that, give me a shout. And How do uh, people get in contact with you? Instagram, yeah, just, uh, Instagram Aladdin dot b underscore. Um, You'll see it on the, on the description. Yeah, I'll put everything in the description. I, I, that's why I, I don't even like. I don't even. I was just thinking in case yeah. somebody's hearing it audio only, yeah. and anybody can find mm. me. If you want to find me, you'll find me. That's why I say. If you want to find me, you will find me. If you mm. don't want to find me, then you're not gonna find me. That mm. doesn't matter if I say it or not. You'll find me if you want. Um, I want to promote. Uh, I want to promote a book. Um, no, I want to promote a book and a, and a movie. Sorry, I, mm. I'm, I'm like in this really good space. The movie I want to promote is a movie called The Whale. I don't know if you've seen it in cinemas recently. No, I've an never amazing seen it. movie. It's about a man who has grown to be six hundred pounds, like in weight, um, after the death of his partner through suicide, and it kind of shows his life Monday to Friday. And it's like a really fascinating story. And I took some really powerful lessons from it. I really promote people to go watch that movie. It's a really powerful movie. Is it like documentary style? No, it's not real, guys. It's okay. it's, 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 it's fictional. Mm. But it's like I, I took a I took a really powerful lesson from like the kind of things I took from it is like the whole thing of help. Now, help is not a thing that we receive; is a thing we accept. Mm. Without, without accepting, we're not going to get no help. 
So I'll definitely go watch that. Go watch that movie if you can. And the book I want to promote, I got two books um, from the same author: mm. "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck" and mm. "Everything Is Fucked." Two mm. of my favorite books in the world. Mm. One from my favorite author, Man, I've heard Mark about Mark them. Manson. Great books, man. Mm. Sensational books. I took some really powerful lessons from those books, and plus it has "fuck" in the title, which mm. is like <laughs> enough to get me interested. So mm. yeah, those those, those are the three things I think people should check out and. Yeah, I'd have to check them out. Yeah, man, definitely. I highly, but even all of these books here are really, really good. Mm. Atomic Habits is one of my favorite books. I love it so much, man. Yeah, it's a really good Rich book. Rich Dad Poor Dad was the first book I ever read. So, mm. yeah. yeah, my favorite is The Richest Man in Babylon. Babylon. I've heard so much good mm. things. Oh, that was in my basket for so long. I need to get that one. Yeah, it's really good, I, man. I'm, I'm still halfway through um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. So yeah, that's a good book get, as well. Get that one as well. Mm. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, thank you, Aladdin. It's yeah, been so a pleasure, man. Likewise, I've man, really likewise. enjoyed it. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. So yeah. we'll wrap gonna, it up. I'm going to shoot now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but yeah, man, it was a pleasure, man. And as I said, a lot of thought-provoking stuff. I'm going to have to go back yeah. over it. And Well, you got to have bad clips, bro. Bad Instagram clips <laughs> ready for you, man. Trust, trust. Wait, man. But yeah, thanks, man. And thank you to the audience as well. That's a wrap. P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, change don't annoy me, 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah, I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah, I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, 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 where my money at, let me dial up management, who's going in and who the fuck's panicking, who's May P and who the fuck lost P, if I fire man that could be costly, you know I always make the pattern run properly, I got white money and it talks cockney, I got black money and it talks pat one. Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. Never. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the P's, bitch. You got dead P, hit it with the D fridge. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle. My tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I ever got a ducker man down dealing with the penny same way i do pounds dealing with the pounds same way i do racks aiming for a billion i ain't going back when i hit the club it's return of the mac i'm looking for a hustler certainly collab track queen title where you worthy of that there's a lot of hot chicks but i'm never that gassed i don't know love only know about cash i know about economy i know about tax i want to dominate not race with the rats look i can't hear shit if it ain't about 1p 2p 5p 10p 20p 50p change don't annoy me one pound two pound five pound 10 pound 20 pound 50 pound these are my employees yeah i just make elizabeth work i just make elizabeth work yeah i just make elizabeth work i just make elizabeth work work work